Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 23rd of April, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. Wow. And Robert Kemp. We are all limbed reptiles. <laughs> I mean, on some level, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We've actually got Wazak in today. <laughs> wow. Would you prefer to be Wazak? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> or just Wack? Wack would be pretty funny. <laughs> this shit is Wack. Because <laughs> it. Well, yeah, because it, well, it works but slightly better for you than for me. I don't know if Warobs is particularly particularly great or like. <laughs> Oh, it would just be Wob. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to work. Wob. 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 No. Yeah, it'd have to be Wob. <laughs> what am I? Wanyol. <laughs> yeah. Wan. Or just Wan. <laughs> just Wan. <laughs> what, do, what does Wan wan mean as a word? It's like, isn't it like pale or something? What, what Wan? As, yeah. in, as in what? What? Use it in a sentence. <laughs> Do a whole like, spelling bee. Like he was looking one, <laughs> one or one. I don't even. Pronounce. He was looking. I think that's a real word. Isn't it? Damn man, I'm so wan today. I'm so wan. It's like a wide area network going on. <laughs> Thoroughly wan. Aso pale. You ever seen that clip? No. Oh, I recommend Iso Pale. Definitely uh, YouTube that. Okay. <laughs> it's two. It's two like uh, um, young newsreaders or weather girls uh, on a regional US news channel, and one of them doesn't realise that they've gone on air uh, and is looking at the monitor. And she's just like Iso Pale. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're on air. <laughs> and she just turns to the camera looking terrified and just delivers the whole weather report perfectly while the other girl is in like fits of hysterics, basically. <laughs> Ass or pale. And it's true though, she is so pale. <laughs> no shame. Run that one. No shame in pale. Uh, that's funny. Uh, I mean, I mean, you're right, Wan. That is what Wan means. That is. I'm pretty sure it's just, Wan, not Wan. Or... It's just not something you would say, is it? It must be old fashioned. Yeah. It's going to be archaic before long to yeah. say Wan. Which means it's not possible to be Wan and Tanned then. Or Wan and Wan. And <laughs> no, you can't be Wan and Tanned. No. You can either be Tanned or Wan. They're mutually exclusive. Mm. You go from one to You can tan. go from one to tan. Yeah, one to yeah. tan. <laughs> if we re- if we ever run <laughs> an Essex beauty parlor, you know that that's maybe yeah. that's, maybe that's what we should one be called. To one to tan. <laughs> Come on, get like the tan. <laughs> get in our sound beds. Leave that one behind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's another Robco. Uh, product. We've got w- waning wan. It's <laughs> not what it would be called though. <laughs> As we well know. <laughs> no, that's true. 
<laughs> That'd be quite mild for Robco. For Wan to turn. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, how is everybody? Are you feeling all right? Wan? Did you you feeling Wan? It's it's Sunday the twenty third of April. Did you get the, uh, the alarms going off? I did not. <laughs> One person in this house. Did you did. not? No, I did not. One person. That did not. Yeah, Brandon. My my. my uh, I'm calling you out. The technology <laughs> did not reach the Samsung Galaxy S22 on the 3 network that I rock. Wow. Nothing happened. Whereas Gnome's phone and, made and Zach, a very... You didn't uh, get anything? I'm not even carrying my phone, so... All <laughs> <laughs> right, so you he's wouldn't off, even know. He's off-grid. <laughs> also, I don't think my phone is charged currently either, so... <laughs> Double fail. Yeah. Gnome's phone definitely did. It's not iPhone did. It was sort of like a... Just a square wavy sort of tone, kind of. Bah, yep. Bah. I mean, I did keep thinking. I about... assumed it was my uh, um, smoke alarm or something, which I've never heard before. Mm. That's what I thought it well, was because well, my phone was in the other room. I mean, I was like, I was only just taking my headphones off from doing some music stuff as Zach walked in the door, and I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> no, no idea what was happening. No one was like, "Oh, that's the alarm thing." I did keep every time I saw the like news telling warning people about it. I kept thinking I should turn my phone on just to see what would happen because mm. my ancient yeah, ass Windows yeah. phone. What would even happen? <laughs> I mean, it's decided, decidedly less interesting than the alarm that went off when I was in Japan and there was an earthquake and everyone's phone started making a sort of whoop whoop. Oh noise. yeah, that was much cooler. Way cooler. <laughs> cooler. Yeah. Whoop whoop. <laughs> whoop for the earthquake, what, what, yo! What would it? Have... Surely it would not be ideal to be on the motorway when literally everyone's phone makes a new ah. noise they've never heard before. Like, I don't know. Well, that's just like that that'll be time. how you find out who you have to find. <laughs> Everyone who suddenly <laughs> crashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People at the front of the crash yeah. probably looked at their phone. Well, them and perhaps one car back, right? Yeah, if you wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Shut up! <laughs> It'd be quite annoying. It didn't last very long, fortunately. No, it was pretty short. But no, I didn't. I didn't get it at all. So, uh, for all I know, <laughs> it all is good with the world. <laughs> Ain't all no terrorists well. coming for me. Have you had other issues, though, other than terrorists this week? <laughs> I mean, this is the best I've felt in seven days. Oh, so, man. And I'm full of quite, you know, apologies if we get cough action on this podcast. Uh, yeah, I've had a rough week. I've not, not been great. COVID situation? No, but, well, I, <laughs> to be fair, I didn't test. Did you but test? Also, <laughs> but also it wasn't nearly as bad as any sort of, like, COVID-like thing I've had before. And it wasn't quite the same. Like, it, like there was none of the hot, cold flushes. It was just a general wooze and a head fog that's just been following me around. Uh, making movement kind of annoying. Just general, ugh. Bright screens. Didn't really enjoy bright screens. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I still sat in front of them. I was just squinting a lot. So my squint muscles have had a good workout. <laughs> I will persevere. Did you Did you not, I don't know, take a few breaks or something? I mean, you must have had to. I mean, I did accidentally a few times. Like, I definitely took a couple of accidental naps <laughs> whilst trying to work. Um, 
Don't worry, don't worry, work. I made up the time. We're good. We're good. We're cool. Then we're uh, all good. It's all made up. Uh, <laughs> it's all made up. Uh, yeah. So it was, yeah, definitely, definitely, that definitely happened to be one lunch break. I just had, had, a, had a little sit down and then it turned into a long sit down. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, it's not been fun. Not been fun. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. I stupidly anyway. tried to run yesterday. It was a bit too early to run. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a bit it was a bit too early. I was like my energy levels are still low. Um so that was less than ideal. Took me out for the rest of the day, really. But uh if you don't run, then you don't feel bad, as I'm discovering today. <laughs> Isn't that meant to be the opposite? Well, yeah. On this inspirational London marathon day, <laughs> I have I've got a message for you. Don't run. <laughs> So you've been watching a marathon? Anyone of uh, your uh, yeah, quite uh, quite a few of my club of were, were in it this year. We spotted a few on the telly, mm. um, which is always nice. good. But despite the BBC, oh my god, it's the time for my annual screw you BBC. Rant. Your coverage is terrible. <laughs> um, in in fairness, their elite coverage is good. Like they actually do show the races pretty well, but there's just. Uh, especially if you actually switch to the stream that is just the elite races, like there's a special channel you can go to on iPlayer, and it's like, oh, we'll just we'll just show you the elite races. That means there's no interruptions for a uh, a random story or an interview. Like, I swear there is there must be something in Gabby Logan's contract that states like I must be on screen for at least fifty percent of the London Marathon. Right, right. So so like there's. There's just so many times where it's like they could be showing you something, and it's like, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna show you Gabby Logan talking to some organizer of the event for twenty minutes, and it's like, don't do that, kindly. No, show the race. Please. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Or show the runners that are running in a running event. Ugh, it's so frustrating. And then once the elite races are done, they then obviously spend like forever interviewing everyone and their mums about it, whilst. You know, the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that are actually running the race get no coverage. And then they're like, mm. well, look, and, and by the way, uh, congratulations to all these people that are running it today. We're going to cut away to a charity sob story. So you can't see it. You can't see it. Ugh. It's so annoying. And, and don't get me wrong, before I've already posted this on Facebook and already had an angry comment back saying, like, but the charities need coverage, man. That's what pays for the event. Oh, my God. And it's like, yeah, sure, well, fine. Then come up with a solution to split screen that shit. And, like, there's a way of doing it without actually ruining the coverage. And the BBC, have just, they do the same thing every year. They even have these little, like, the best bit in, in, in the dumbest possible ways. Like, this little set bit where they go, like... Well, actually, and we're going to do a little advert for BBC Sounds right now and give you a little taster of their marathon playlist, which I believe hasn't changed for the last four years or something. So they always play the same damn songs during this segment. But they play the songs and just show you footage of people running, which is great because it means you can then go people watching and find it's actually the best bit of the whole show because nobody's talking. (laughs) Anyway, annual rant over. I'm sure I'll say the same thing next year. I mean, it's not really an annual rant about the marathon. It's it's an annual. It's a more than annual rant about any sports coverage. Yeah, because <laughs> it's basically how it always goes. In fairness, I only heard the actual word "atmosphere" said once. <laughs> there, were, there were plenty of other mentions about the crowd. Oh, that's pretty good. And things like that. But the word "atmosphere," once. I think, was only said once. That's not bad. So yeah, credit to that. Credit. That's almost as 
that's almost the one to watch out for like my football quality word like whenever they say <laughs> yep. quality atmosphere i'm sure i'm that. surprised that they only said atmosphere once yeah i, I generally hate that that is i hate that i hate that so much and the atmosphere here is electric because we've got nothing else to talk about folks that's it commentary is over until someone does something yeah because it's not like okay how many ways can you describe the atmosphere you can say it's electric okay the crowd are wild man they are wild they are are into they this yo Whoa. look at that enthusiasm <laughs> look at that enthusiasm <laughs> That's my piece. It's like, it's like, it's it's it's, it's like in that similar part of me that's like modern television is terrible category as um like miking up live music events or something like that. Like how no one seems to be able to do mm. that anymore. And I and I I say that because like in the last week or so, like Gnome's been watching a few like some of those music documentary like or concert documentary things that are on Netflix. Um, oh, yeah. including the one about the Rolling Stones and it's like I'm sat there listening to it and it's like you know uh, recordings from live concerts and stuff like and I'm like this is really good like this is really well done for like the 70s or whenever whenever mm. this was, was recorded and it's like modern people need to learn a thing or two about how to record the live events this is, this is really good <laughs> yeah I suppose they were on their game, but I mean, surely equipment and stuff has improved since the sure. 70s. I don't know. You think it would be easier? No, I think it's like, it's just a style thing, right? They they accentuate yeah. the reverb and the crowd and fudge it mm. just too much. And it's like, it's, it's, it's both not what it sounds like, I bet, when you're there. And also, yeah, just, just not that much fun to listen to. I want to actually listen to it. Want to hear talented people do talented things, not untalented people in the crowd go, "I love you, mum." I'm on TV. Whoa. I'm in an angry mood today. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> you just rubbed up completely the wrong way by uh, um, yeah by the BBC coverage. <laughs> Or your fault, Gabby Logan. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Damn you, Gabby. <laughs> uh, so, uh, other than special reporter Zachary Burgess coming in live to talk about leak watch in Needham Market. <laughs> Ooh. Still, What's going on with the still leaks? leaks on my road? Apparently. Well, I didn't see this one. It's just like there was the road is closed sign at each end, and I was like, "Well, I'll go to the end that Rob's house is at," but I couldn't see what was happening in the middle where the leak presumably is yeah, exactly where it's already been leaking in the past three times. However many months it's been, yeah, like, definitely there was a big leaky hole a couple of days ago. I walked past it. <laughs> they, they, it's, it's turned turned into a real classic like. 
maintenance story of the, like they keep coming and fixing it and then it breaks again immediately after they leave. <laughs> it's yeah. just like they're clearly not fixing every problem, they're fixing whatever the current problem is and not noticing that they're about to cause some more problems. Yeah, I don't know if it's just moving up by like a foot each time or something. Yeah. Just working. Like the whole down. pipe is just fucked, but you're yeah. only fixing the bit you can see and then it just leaks out the next and then bit. it creates the next problem, yeah. <laughs> or, or there's just some like a humongous design flaw in the network here that just like would require replacing the whole thing and it's like well we don't want to do that like, <laughs> no of course not like yeah that's why you only fix the bit that you're looking at mm. <laughs> don't don't even think about the rest of it <laughs> don't even think about all the money you're going to have to spend if you do anything outside this boundary <laughs> just, just focus on this one bit or you know the cynic of me is a bit like well the contractors are like yeah payday well maybe that too <laughs> work forever you know, every time you have to come back and close a road, someone's getting money. <laughs> someone's getting paid. <laughs> that person is not angry in water. Uh, yeah, that's, what, that's what's going on. I got, a, I got a legit video game question. <laughs> this is a podcast. About really, it's a podcast about video games. So. Uh, Sometimes. So one of the things I, I I haven't been playing in the last two weeks is uh, it's my <laughs> yeah, is uh, Star Fox sixty four three D, and I'll tell you why. Zachary, why don't you just reach over there to, to that three DS and uh, open it up for a second and uh, try pressing that there power button, which is the power button on this. Oh, it's it's all bottom right edge of the screen, sort of on the front. It died. Well, yeah. Look what, the blue light comes on for like a split second, and then nothing happens. So, uh, why don't you take that there Star Fox cartridge out and do that again? <laughs> and it turns on. Yeah, it's totally fine. And if you're feeling dangerous, Aww. you can put that cartridge right back in there. The DS will make a poppy noise and then turn off. A poppy noise. It's all yeah, the other speakers sort of go. Oh right, that sort of poppy noise. Yeah. So. I don't know what's happened to that cartridge, but it is fully boned. Well, the contacts don't look great. I've on tried, and that's after I've tried cleaning them. They looked worse. <laughs> they were like, they were there. And I assume you checked that not, not, you put another cartridge I in there to make sure that that's, works. That's what that Professor Layton cartridge over there is about. Yes, <laughs> it, it, the DS is fine. It's just that cartridge seems to short something and, uh, and balk. So that's frustrating. <laughs> Because it's a cartridge that definitely was working and is now no longer working, so that's quite annoying. Mm. Uh, any tips? <laughs> that was that was the question in all of that. <laughs> I don't think there's anything to do, <laughs> is there? Know. Apart from clean the contacts. Yeah, I got because gnome like in a in a touch of her usual thoughtfulness actually ordered me like a little bottle of rubbing alcohol to try and uh, oh, uh, nice. try and clean the contacts. Which so I've I've had I've I've had a go at them. Um. But and they, yeah, they're definitely less black than they were. I mean, they still there's still a couple that aren't great, but it's no. distinctly worse than this latent cartridge. Yeah, that latent cartridge is perfect, right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, and that works. But as I say, that Star Fox cartridge has worked before, so it's something has happened recently, and I'm not quite sure what. I did read like somewhere that like. DS and 3DS cartridges had, can degrade. Well, sure. Not quite sure how, but... So, plus one for game well, preservationists, I guess. 
they have like capacitors and stuff inside? Must be tiny. Well, I don't know. Maybe because like you'd think it would just be like solid state memory, basically. Right? I forget. Three DS does Let's save see. on the cartridge, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. Mm. does it? I, don't I think it switched when they stopped that, right? I might. It must have been before Switch. I feel like maybe the. <laughs> 3DS has a menu. I guess I can just look now while we're talking. <laughs> I can pick up Rob's 3DS and just look at the menu. Because I'm because I'm pretty sure that Star Fox cartridge had a save file on it. Sure, right? It had like, had someone because I bought it secondhand. It had someone else's previous runs on it. They didn't play it very much, as it turns out. Before <laughs> not as much as you would. <laughs> no. Which guess is why it ended up in uh, CEX. Anywho, that's um. That's the next thing, I suppose. I might have to get myself another co- another copy of Star Fox 64 3D. <laughs> Sad times. Is that a known issue, do you know, about that particular game? <laughs> that cartridge specifically, that would be weird. No, I haven't seen... Yeah, it could be. I, I mean, I've definitely seen a few mm. like Reddit posts about people saying you know, that this happens to cartridges. Not many, admittedly. And they, but they didn't really have a resolution. One of them was for a Pokemon, one of the Pokemon games, and like, but I've got thousands of hours on this thing. I've been shiny hunting for decades, oh. or whatever. <laughs> and, and the cartridge now does the same thing. I don't think there's no. There doesn't seem to be a resolution to that thread. Hmm. It would appear that obviously downloaded games save on the car, on the on the memory card, but not right. the cartridge games. I see. All of these are clearly <laughs> downloads. Of which I don't have many, I don't think. No. Pokemon Picross, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the, whatever the badge game was. Yep. Maybe a demo or two, I don't know. Yep. A couple. Not many. I'm a cartridge boy. Why do you have the demo of Bravely Default on there and not play the actual game? God damn it. I don't know. Actually, I don't know why <laughs> like, the demo when did, it, when did that demo arrive? Or did it, yeah, did it just deliver itself in one of those like presents that, that, that like, not, happened on the... I don't think that's how that works. Wasn't it? I think you would have had to press the button specifically to get it. I thought those presents were sort of like... Because well, there's, there's a bunch of other ones on my like dashboard that I, I definitely didn't go and hunt those down. <laughs> Like so, I don't quite know why they've turned up on my home screen. Like it's like like Nintendo's just suggesting you might like this, have a present, and maybe I opened one and it was Bravely Default. I don't think so. <laughs> I can't remember how that worked. Anyone else got anything any interesting anecdotes? I'm looking at buying curtains. Very boring. <laughs> but also mind-blowingly expensive also. <laughs> it's lucky I've only got three windows. <laughs> Freaking heck. Oh, anyway. That's why um, I, think, I think it'd be worth it though. Yeah. That, that, they're not... Hmm. I forget where we got our curtains from. Probably Dunelm or something like that. Not super expensive. Cheap, cheaper get, than blinds, presumably. Yeah, you just have to get lucky finding the right set in the right place at the right time. Like, I think we've got some Ikea stuff. And, yeah. Well, I'm gonna get them like fitted, like because I don't like the rails that I've currently got, so I want to like replace the whole thing, basically, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it'll be it'll be worth it because I suppose. Oh, the curtain rails are know, easy to put up. It, yeah, exactly. Even I can vaguely do that. <laughs> yeah, I've ballsed up. 
maybe three of them <laughs> in my history of putting yeah. up curtain rails. One of which wasn't my fault. That was the poor plaster it was going into that peeled away. But uh Yeah. So it should be good. It's just um uh and also like these current ones are not very good and if I do end up selling slash renting this place at any point, it, I think it will help, you know, so it's not like money down the drain. Mm. Uh, but yeah, ah, to a point, everyone always goes in and replaces bit, the bit curtains. It's like that, that's one of the things, right? Everyone replaces. Well, curtains. that's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm replacing the curtains. So that's the thing I haven't done. <laughs> I got the furniture, but I didn't replace the curtains. So now is time, I guess. Indeed. So that we could, and uh, so I'm I'm doing my weird plan of um, automated blind on the Ooh. in the. Uh, bedroom and curtains that are sheer so that i can do because i have this weird problem that like, <coughs> i want to block i want to block light mm. but not during the day i block light at night well i guess it's not that unusual like no. it's not street lights really it's there's a security light and it keeps uh, okay gotcha. go flash, flashing on and off and it's really annoying yeah so my plan is to have a blind that's like a blackout ish blind uh that blocks that and then have it on a automated so that it comes up in the morning uh, and with the curtain in front of it so i get the natural light in the in the morning that sounds nice that's the plan very nice yeah so what smart home system will you have well to it power, says, power your blind well that one you know it says it's compatible with like a home kit at least which okay. is fine by me yeah um so that'll do me i already like have the uh hue bulbs like operated through the home kit because it seems a bit more reliable than actually using the hue app sometimes went went tempted um, to use home assistant i haven't get yourself a raspberry pi <laughs> yeah if, if you can stuff. no you still can't <laughs> <laughs> you don't i've been on the i've been on the waiting list for a raspberry pi for freaking ages because really because i'd quite I like heard that now i'd quite like can, to run uh, a, a home assistant server you might be able to walk into the shop in Cambridge. I heard it's just been revamped. Oh, right. The, get one. That one, right, yeah. Because they have stock, apparently. Because the most reliable place online is the Pie Hut. Because um, they do, like, right. pretty decent bundle deals and things like that. So here's the Pie, a case, a, you know, the, the proper power supply and a memory stick. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Everything you need to get up and running. Um, uh, but, yeah, they've not had stock. Well, they had they had stock for a hot second, and I got emailed about it, and I was like, "Oh, I better get better pick up the bundle deal for that." And it's like, "Oh, it's gone." Great, great. Unless you want like one of those like super miniature Raspberry Pis, like the Picos or something. Well, I guess they're more like I don't know, like yeah. mm. low low power. I wonder if I could probably run it off my like a NAS drive thing. It's probably powerful enough to run something like that and be continuously on maybe yeah i thought about it but i don't run my nas drive all the time anymore so right yeah high is probably a lot less power (laughs) to run than a yeah that's probably true yeah yep so that's a come in hopefully oh my assistant (laughs) is he the maintainer (laughs) no he's just a uh, smart home youtuber uh I say, oh, right, okay. But yeah, yeah. That's, why, that's why I say home assistant, because he says it like that all the time. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why we've started Baby Miles down the road of saying 
saying like "ho" because like, for a while I was just going "ho, my sister." Oh, um, great! Ho, <laughs> creating in jokes before the child even understands what oh, a yeah, yeah. joke or an in joke is. So he's got. Isn't that a he, Simpsons trait where, uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's hi isn't it? From the, like, before Lisa can talk, she's like, hi <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, 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 we've, we've pretty much embedded two favourite songs in him already. And, and you're like, Hopefully they're ones that you like. Well, yes, because <laughs> I have to sing them to him. Yes, exactly. Because um, you're going to be experiencing them repeatedly. The first is the Badger song. Okay. We will stuff Badger song, Mushroom. naturally. Mushroom. Not much of a song. Well, no, but I think he just likes the repetition of it. Like, well, yes. badger, 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 badger. And, you know, I get to be quite operatic with my mushrooms, so which I think he quite likes. You know, mushroom, mushroom. And then uh, the other one that he seems to, is pretty much guaranteed to get a smile out of him, is to um, sing the theme tune to the BBC snooker coverage. <laughs> Man, your kid's going to be real boring. <laughs> but you replace... <laughs> but, you, but the only lyric is the word balls. <laughs> That's okay. So you're like... Going, Maybe not the best idea. <laughs> so you like just go, balls, 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 balls. He quite likes that. It helped make the... While I had the snooker on the telly for a hot minute. More interesting for Gnome, anyway. <laughs> just me in the corner singing balls. Blah, 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 blah. I think that made it more interesting for her. <laughs> I think it made it more interesting for you. Maybe for him. <laughs> for you, yeah. Well, he gets he, get, he gets a song out of it and some pretty colours on TV. And you get to say balls a lot. <laughs> exactly. It's a win-win. Great. <laughs> so were you watching when the Extinction Rebellion people... I did not, invaded? no. I had I heard oh. about that, but I wasn't watching at the time. It's not like I follow snooker all that closely. It just happens to be on telly a lot at the moment. Well, yeah, yeah. The only time I've watched snooker at all recently has been at your place. I think because <laughs> it's, it's really long, <laughs> like really long. Balls, ba, 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 balls, 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 and I forget balls, it's got balls, the rules balls. like where it's totally legal to just have like a, a like a, a a poop off. I don't quite know how to really describe it. Like where the white is just nestled in the reds, and they're just tapping it into the reds like every shot, and it's like, eh, 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 well, as long as it eh. as long as it makes and breaks contact, kind yeah. of touching ball or whatever. Well, the, the yeah, there was one, there was one, and they, they were doing that for a while. I'm just like, eh, 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 and it's like. Oh god, this is this is going to go on forever until they event- they actually did turn around and were like re-rack, re-rack. <laughs> let's let's undo this. Which I kind of didn't think was a thing, but yeah, both players could agree to. How to does start. that work? Well, because as I say, this has been going on for a little while, and like the the white was just nestled in the reds, and of course it's a legal shot to just touch the white, and make sure it hits another red, and then that's good. That's a legal shot, mm. and like just to keep. St- screwing your opponent over you know without creating a an opening uh, and this has been going on for a while and then at some point i think they just looked at each other and were like re-rack yeah let's re-rack <laughs> and then the person taking the break plays the plays an incredibly slow break that just rolls up and taps it <laughs> it's just like oh shit here we go again <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen anyone try and do that no because you think that theoretically should work right 
Yeah, because the whole yeah, point of the break is it's like it's your disadvantage essentially. Because yeah. you're unless you well, I mean, professional snooker players know how to hit the break to not make yeah, so, it an so advantage to the other player. So it spreads, but there's not an easy pot, right? Yeah. Um, but surely the alternate tactic would be just to do a hella roller, hella trundle up to it and just park the cue ball right there. Yeah. I mean, this is one area where Paul kind of got their rules right in that something has to hit a cushion. Right. Every shot. Unless it's a pot, and then it's fine. Kind of stops that kind of nonsense. It's like you need a minimum speed rule. <laughs> Ball has to be travelling at a certain speed for it to be a legal shot. And, like the sensors are built into the ball, and if uh, if it hasn't gone fast enough, well, it just be Hawkeye, <laughs> just like you just Hawkeye the, the the table from above, and then it detects how fast the ball is going. No, I want the ball to light up and shout balls at you. <laughs> that, that's irrelevant, irrelevant to the rules in question. You just want that anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an excuse to get it in there. There's one Jimmy White's whirlwind snooker on the Atari where the ah. balls have animated faces on them all the time. Oh, yeah. Weirdly, that is not the first time that, that game has come up in conversation over the last week. Because <laughs> you were watching snooker, I mean, obviously. No, 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 I was watching a completely unrelated YouTube video about old PlayStation games and randomly Jimmy White was mentioned. <laughs> no, no, sorry. It was um, not about PlayStation games. I think Because I think it came out on the SNES or something like that. And they were like, oh, it's polygon graphics. Technically. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> Video games. We got we got that. Is it polygons? Yeah, the table in Jimmy White's World Wind Snooker was polygonized. The balls weren't. The balls oh, yeah. were just oh, yeah. circle sprites, but with the occasional face yep. on them if you left it for long enough. Right, shall we do the news? There's a podcast about video games, aren't we? <laughs> We've got some video What's game news. What's going on in video game news? Zelda, 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 Zelda. They've got TV ads now. Yeah, that, I'm still definitely trying not to watch those ones. They're not any different. They're stuff, up. Well, maybe not the ones that we're seeing. No, I haven't seen anything. But they're sort of... <laughs> they're weirdly cut in the sense that like they feel quieter than most ads normally do right like their music level is consistently lower than the ads around it but then the voiceover feels like it's just crashing on top of it if you see i mean it's like they didn't change they didn't duck the music level for the voiceover guy at the end that says zelda tears of the kingdom at nay whatever um you know it's just like they just lowered the music so the voice sat nicely on it it doesn't feel like a very well-made trailer, is what I'm saying. Like, well, well, I mean, who, who even made it? That's the yeah. question. Not professionally cut for the English market. Well, no, it probably wasn't. You know, that's that thirty seconds was probably given to someone. It's like here you go. Yeah, because you have to tag on your like specific Voice store over. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it had one of those. Like a like a. Go to Tesco device or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it had one of those on it. I think Nintendo don't re- don't do that here. Well, no, Nintendo don't do that. That's the point. Yeah, other people do that. Uh, yeah, but that's not what we we're talking about. Actually, game. <laughs> we're talking about the actual trailer. No, they they put they, they put out an official trailer, a trailery trailer. Yeah, which is basically exactly the same as the Breath of the Wild trailer. Like it's much. structured exactly the same, which is weird. But I mean, I guess everyone loved the Breath of the Wild trailer, so you know, just do it again. <laughs> Parallels, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, makes sense. 
What did, what did we learn? Talk us through it. Or what did we not learn? <laughs> well, let's not talk, talk through the whole thing because there's a lot of lots of little bits that you could extrapolate endlessly, I guess. But okay, okay, bullet point me. That's interesting. Well, I mean, the obvious ones are uh, time travel confirmed, obviously. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because well, there's several I mean, several things that you could point to that. So there's a scene where you see Link standing in the Hyrule Castle throne room, but it's like like Christine. new yeah. <laughs> which is like obviously that's not going to be current time and he does and it doesn't look like a memory or anything like he's actually there mm. <laughs> in whatever form this is and then when you see zelda and she's clearly in hyrule because you can see like hills or whatever in the background there's no sky islands in the sky uh, and it's like well okay so she's mm. not in the current time either then mm. Mm. more memories well, memories. maybe, but then she's doing, she's in her like current haircut and all that stuff. It's not mm. like that's a memory either. And then, the, and then the one that I find with like more subtle but less subtle is like when there's a moment they're using that weird like backwards sounding voice thing that they used in the first trailer as part yeah. of the music. But there's a bit where the, all the other music drops out and it's just that voice. Except it very clearly is not like backwards because it just pretty much, you can clearly just say, hear it say the future or our future possibly. Mm. Which is, it's noticeable because of the T, like the hard T sound, huh. which doesn't come up very much in that, in the, all those other backwards sounding sound effects of that. Mm. So there's that. So time travel confirmed, basically. And then probably Seven Sages confirmed. Oh, okay. Because they already they when they've showed the like that brown mural thing that they show occasionally in the trailers, they've already shown that there's there appears to be seven tears. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then when you see when you see the tears in this trailer, they're conveniently color coded and they're held by you know certain representatives of certain races in a way that the seven sages would do. You mean you mean the new champions? I don't know why people always keep calling them that. What? Like they're nothing to do with the champions. What? Sometimes explicitly nothing to do with the champions. Yeah, but they sort of fill that role. Yeah, kind of. Because <laughs> it's I, I, like Tepper is just a guy, <laughs> and, then, and now <laughs> sure. it's just his son. <laughs> it's not even Tepper. Is he not like some like badass or like ranking warrior of the? I mean, he's just a yeah. I mean that he is just he's a good fighter from the Rita or whatever. But he's just a guy. It's just like or I mean, I guess maybe they never I mean, specifically say that he's not related to Rivali or whatever. But I mean, he might have ranked up now, right after doing stuff. Sure, but that's not how. That's not that's not why. Like he's not descended from the champion. That's the thing in Breath of the sure. Wild. And in this game, you know, if if it is Seven Sages, then that's like not related to the champions either. That could just be anyone. <laughs> you could just randomly be the seven, seven one of the sages and not know about it the entire time until until magic happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to side on action. Yes, actually, that, I mean, I'll be interested to see you mechanically how that will actually function like yeah, suddenly just, they've had to actually program like ai yeah <laughs> to be it, able to do things he was i mean he was shown fighting but yes. does that necessarily mean that he's fighting alongside you well, he's literally inside. fighting alongside you in that, in that clip <laughs> like you're attacking I mean, the same enemy i mean i'm hoping it's not like a flashback or a cutscene or something <laughs> yeah it looks like gameplay yeah <laughs> but with a like a, with fudge a side camera, camera yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know what I'm, 
and then I guess in the, the other sequence with Rito Tulin where they're, you're flying, he's like flying next to you, and it's just like I mean that that's not that different from how it worked in Breath of the Wild, I guess. Mm. <laughs> but whether and what the actual combat AI might be is the interesting part. And, and also because, you know, apparently according to that trailer, there's going to be a lot of other random NPCs <laughs> fighting monsters now. All right. the random Hylians all over the place wearing buckets and, and apparently fedoras. No one seems to have picked that one up. Fedoras. <laughs> like, it pan, one, when it does the pan through the battlefield where Link's riding the horse, one of the first Hylians you see at the front clearly is wearing a fedora. <laughs> like, buckethead guy, that makes sense. Fedora guy, I don't know about that. <laughs> other than being pretty sweet. <laughs> Is there like some kind of sub clan now that's like with the Fedora clan? Oh man, I hope so. It's like the we run, we run Hyrule Mafia. <laughs> Has there ever been a yeah organized crime element in Zelda? I mean, I mean is that not the Vega <laughs> clan or at this point? No, they're mm, well, they're already organized crime. They're still just the bananas, bad like guys. It's got to be something in Majora's Mask that's you know, pretty close, right? Yeah, there's nothing in Cocktown, is there? Like, there's a conspiracy to steal all the milk or something. I mean, you could say that, the, like, the building crew is sort of a, a sort of a mafia-esque operation going on. Mm. Terrytown? No, they're, they're definitely not. No mafia there, I don't think. Presumably we're going to be seeing them a, a fa- hell of a lot in this game. They're building a family. <laughs> They do all have to have the same name, which yeah, is quite... That is, <laughs> that is suspicious. That's a little more culty than Matthew. Mm, yeah, yeah, okay, fair. Form of racism, I guess. It's like you have to well, be Sicilian. It's, like, like it's conveniently it. not racism, no, because they managed to find people with that name in all the different races somehow. It's, it's nominism. That's true. If, if they just created a new type of... <laughs> of nominism. Nominism, yeah. Presumably they're going to Just be real busy in this. Dave's. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe no, the Fedora just... guys are called Dave. That mm. seems more appropriate. <laughs> and I think that's all we really need to talk about in that trailer. There's a bunch of other more rumoury, oh, well, not rumoury, theoretical I mean, stuff, I guess. Yeah, the one I... I sort of... The one I heard about Ascend, like there was some sort of like bullet point somewhere in some marketing that suggested you could ascend through certain enemies. That could just be a talus. Yeah. Because they're made of rock. Yeah. It would be kind of convenient rather than having to climb them. Yeah, that's true. Or you could just build your own mech to, to attack the talus. Effectively. Well, you reckon there's going to be enough control to have like arm punching. Well, they show, like, the thing <laughs> in the trailer, the little weird cube reveal that he's driving, seems to have some kind of arm on the side, but it just, like, vaguely yeah. waves around. It doesn't seem to necessarily do anything in that shot, but who knows what the actual control will be. I mean, he always... Then there's that bit where it's just, like, a wheel that has a ton of lasers attached to it that just spins and kills everything in the vicinity. <laughs> How did that get there, though? That's the actual question. Can you, like, airdrop... Can you like build something somewhere and then just airdrop oh, it? Man, bl- yeah, blueprint out. Yeah, that that would be bad. That was one of my theories about like those those weird platforms that you see a lot. Mm. That they'd be like drop points, so you can right, call right. in vehicles that you've built somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe it's like Robbie has a super hot air balloon or something where he just brings you the shit. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yep, I know. It's like. 
it's like that button in like uh, Saints Row where it's just like, I need a tank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> basically. Yes, who knows how that's going to work? Because that would be like, that's the obvious solution to being like, how are you going to get stuff to build things everywhere? Or like, how you how is it not going to be annoying that you're going to have to build everything everywhere? Like, rather than... All at once. Pulling a design out or whatever. Not Saints Row, it's just cores where you just airdrop, like, crates in with... It's probably both, actually. Yeah, probably, probably both. <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, I've been vaguely attempting not to watch any, anything else. I, I like, I'll, I'll watch the official things. I don't want to watch any other, like, mm. leaks or too much of the TV advert footage that might have, like randomly put something that you shouldn't see in it because <laughs> i think we're probably I mean, good at this point i think they've i mean even i'm yeah, sort of sitting sure. here think sat here thinking this isn't the whole picture right there's 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 more to it than what we've seen and if not that's a real disaster well but, that's where the leaks were coming though <laughs> i mean supposedly yeah. supposedly one of those one of the new characters in the trailer if you've seen the art book leak you already know who that is well, I don't know who that is, because no. I'm not going to look at the leak. Yeah, exactly. Unless it accidentally comes up on my Twitter feed, and then I'll curse. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hasn't so far. So do you think there's further evidence that it, there are, like, full-on dungeons? Not really. I mean, no. as much as everyone keeps shouting that whenever they watch the trailer, it's just like, I, it's not, a large building emerging out of the desert does not necessarily equal a dungeon. No, <laughs> I know there's enough it's true. distinct enough looking environments in a strange way, right? There's nothing that looks like totally different from I mean, anything we've seen before. There's the really underground, right? like, there's the, clearly the giant cave in Death Mountain, but that could just be a cave, not mm. like a specific dungeon. And then there's like the, you could maybe consider like clearly the flying boats thing going into the tornado above the mountain. In some ways, you might be able to consider that a dungeon if it's like the tornado blocks access from the outside. Oh, so sure. the only way to get in is through one entrance and therefore and it's like a inside. contained. Yeah. But, you know, then, then you're getting into the, what is the definition of a dungeon, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you could argue the mazes were dungeons. Yeah, in some ways. Yeah. Or the, yeah, I suppose so. the special islands, right, with the special rules. Even Tide Island, yeah. That's kind of a mini dungeon, I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a mungeon. <laughs> Obviously, or Minjin, lol. <laughs> Got any more Zelda? Is that is it? Is it? Are we Zelda out until no. May? Yeah, I think so. Hopefully, hopefully we won't have to talk about it anymore. I there won't I, be any additional leaks that I, get through I don't to think us. Think until you're going to say much more than this. Now. Well, no, I don't think they are going no. to say anything. Even though some people still seem to think there's going to be a direct. <laughs> no, at this point, I really don't think nope. so. No, they've done it all now. Yeah, they did yeah, that. They did the game. of the gameplay demo. Yeah, yeah, and the trailer. That's as much as they're going to say. Uh, because speaking of that, FF16 did that. <laughs> they they basically took over a state of play and were like, "Here's the game. Here's gameplay. Here's a walkthrough of of Final Fantasy 16. It's a character action game now, more so than it was before. I mean, yeah. Apparently, it's got like. The combat director from Devil May Cry on this thing? You sure. Which, 
I guess, explains the direction they're taking. But yeah, that Final Fantasy XVI looks the least Final Fantasy I think the game has ever been. And I think I might be on board with that because I'm not sure I've really enjoyed the direction they've been going. With the well, last it's few. Because, because of the, it's, I guess it's because it's been a, like a half step. Yeah, they haven't actually made a character action game, but they've also still tried to have Final Fantasy things in it. They wanted to sort of make it a little bit loosey. The problem was, is it was very loose, but had the odd like timing based thing in it. So it's like you were vaguely giving your your characters commands and they would sort of go and do it but it wasn't and it would all play out in real time but ultimately wasn't very didn't feel very hands-on or feel like i had much control of particularly what was happening so i guess they've looked at that and gone well the solution is give you all the control uh but then it's not really a final fantasy game but then yeah is is it a final fantasy that is the i think that's my my key question regarding it like sure it's got the scope sure it's got the size it's got summons it's got ifrit uh it's got it's got everything it's got the trappings right uh, but is it mm. a final fantasy game because it's not an rpg anymore should they have stuck to the ff7 um remake sort of rule book which i think actually walks the line mm. really well yeah um uh should they should they have gone stuck to that for this, for you know, for mainline Final Fantasy games, and like called this something else, like a spin-off, like was, <laughs> I suppose Stranger of Chaos is like was similar, right? That was also a character action game. Well, it's not like there haven't kind of been Final Fantasy spin-offs before. No, I mean, there's been a billion. <laughs> well, yeah, I meant like not just I mean different types of game, not just like weird side worlds. Yeah. So it's a weird one. Also, shout out to possibly the least fantastical protagonist name ever, Clive. <laughs> I mean, where's your clouds? Where's your squalls? Well, why where's, did, your, where's your noctus? Why didn't they just decide to make it? This is why didn't they make this the game where Sid is? Sid is actually the main character. I mean, Sid's in it. Oh, I mean, of course he is. But why not make him? If you're going to have a boring name, at least have the one boring name that Five Hundred always has. In fact. Sid isn't just in it. He's voiced by the... Oh, I can never remember the guy's name, but he's, got, he's he's a British voice actor and and proper actor who's got like this amazing deep northern accent that if you've watched Dave in the last few years, he'll have been the guy that had been like, Datsia, sponsors primetime on Dave. They've got that guy to play Sid, and it's like... This embodies the slight, like, even Gnome picked up on this. Final Fantasy sixteen is northern as hell. <laughs> like, northern England as hell. Like, all of the voice acting is, like, Sean Bean. And, like, I really hope Sean Bean's in it. <laughs> like, it's got that, it's, it's exuding that vibe. And I'm down for it. And, like, a bit of me was like, and, like, Gnome was like, why would they choose to do that? And I'm like, well, because it gives their fantasy environment some flavor, right? It's, it's like Nino Cooney fairies all being Welsh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's something. I mean, I could have made them all Scottish, I guess, but like, has there been a game that like, hasn't been a Final Fantasy game? I well, guess I it's mean, done Scottish before. But the actual question is like, is are they Northern because it's literally like a Northern place in the Final Fantasy world? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah every every voice seems to have a have a have a Northern twinge. Moogles are in it as well. Moogles oh, back, of course. Um, how northern are they? <laughs> 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 We're going to take the Fiji noodles. Whoop, 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 pet. 
Uh, yeah, I don't. I think Final Fantasy 16 looks good. I, like, my worry is is that Squeenix. Uh, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. At the back they don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> it's not long after Forspoken came out, yep. which is, for all intents and purposes, a character action game in a big fantastical universe but you might as well have put the words Final Fantasy on it it probably would have been it probably would have other than the, the whole new weird New York angle well I mean you know, Final Fantasy Tactics kind of t- takes that right do they where you start in the real world and then do they you, 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 I've forgotten all <laughs> <laughs> you go into the book and then like <laughs> right so like, it's real world and then you <laughs> somehow end up in Ivalice yeah your dad's totally like a drunk in the first game wow <laughs> and you're you're brother is a cripple and then when you go into the book it's like oh he's fine now which is you know the dramatic tension of like oh I have to go back to being a cripple in the real world weird I don't remember that at all I mean it's not super important but that that is the whole like overarching story of tactics both of them how strange not not the original one I guess what the advanced ones yeah the advanced ones not actual tactics ah right that might be why yeah because I haven't played the A's and you've you've seen me and play them a lot. I've, played, I've seen you play them a lot, yeah. <laughs> the, only other, uh, the only other note I have, I suppose, from this thing was like, okay, yeah, you've got a doggo. That's cool. Uh, my problem with it, like, like, it looks good as well. Visually, it really does look great. But I, I have a slight concern that it falls into the camp of like a lot of character action games do, where there is a lot of effect work going on, and I'm a bit worried that most of the time I actually won't be able to see the character in a character action game because there'll be too many effects going oh, on man. and too much too much weird magical shit happening around me that I can't actually fathom what's actually happening. Mm. I, like, it looked a little bit like that. Um, and in fairness, this this thing was kind of like... It didn't really go into detail to explain its combat mechanics all that much. Like, it didn't go into the detail of how that... You know, they had 20 minutes for this thing, and they didn't... They, they were just yeah. content to say, let's let's take a look at Clive. Let's just watch Clive for a while. Clive looks great, doesn't he? <laughs> was basically the vibe they had from this thing. Let's, let's just look at this for a bit. Um, so we don't actually really know, I, don't, I think, like how it actually plays yet. Anyway, Final Fantasy 16, it's out in June. Hmm. Like they've, put a, they've put a hard date on it. Also, got kaiju fights as well, so they're doing the Bayonetta thing. <laughs> yes, that's oh, right, another, like, slightly suspicious, like, making it too much like character action games well, where you're basically taking that same idea. Yeah, <coughs> and they even, they even lent into the thing, it's like, uh, uh, what do they call them? They call them icons or something now? They sounded a lot like icons to me, but no, it's sort of like icons with an EI. They like, Eidolons. Yeah, sort of, <laughs> but not quite. Um, they, they sort of lent into the fact, it's like there's almost like how Bayonetta 3, like every like area ended in a weird kaiju fight like that was different each time. That Final Fantasy might be doing that as well because they were like, "Look at these kaiju fights; they're all different, and like there'll be different scenarios. There'll be one where you're flying around and doing like Panzer Dragoon type stuff or dogfighting in the air. There's one where you'll be basically like being playing a fighting game and like mushing up some rock monster as Ifrit. Or it's like this looks a lot like Bayonetta. <laughs> and it's like how much how much influence did this Devil May Cry guy have? Like, is, is have they just made Devil May Cry? 
but bigger <laughs> and with a lot more budget. I mean, that might be fun. Yeah. I, don't, I, th- I think it looks really interesting. Like, it's, if nothing else, it's interesting. Yeah, I just, I just hope it, different. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't fall into that Forspoken category because people didn't seem to really gel with Forspoken all that well. Um, not at all, apparently. Yeah. And I'm not sure they should have called it Final Fantasy, but whatever. Like, <laughs> like a numbered Final Fantasy. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's definitely interesting. Um, so, uh, in slightly more recent releases, so we're still talking like May here, yeah. early May, Redfall is still due to mm. come out. Don't worry, it hasn't been delayed. But... <laughs> still coming out. But it's going to be mildly compromised because they've... Bethesda have stated that it's... Or Arcane, I should say, have stated that it's going to release on console with the quality mode only. The performance mode, as in the 60 FPS mode, is going to be released at a later date. And haven't specified how late that is. So, if you're like me and want that 60 FPS mode... Yeah, Yeah, it's 100% got to be that, right? There's something... You know, when they try and put it in performance mode, it's it's not hitting that target for some reason. It must be that. Yeah. Um. And they're 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 being uh, coming out up front and saying, "Look, we're not going to have that dialed in in time." Because like it launches in like a week or two, I think. So it's like it's really not far away at this point. Um. But boy, does the internet seem to have not reacted well to that. Um. I think with some people likening it to the release of Cyberpunk, and I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on now, guys. Like, like, okay, Cyberpunk came out very compromised, it's, shall we say? It's like no. it's like the game being bad that it that it can't run at anything more than thirty, except it's actually on purpose. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's, it's not like it's bad. It's not like it's terribly optimized and it can't run better than thirty. It's just that they haven't got round to that part yet. No. But it's deliberately set to run at thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it's. I mean, I guess it's it must be mildly annoying if you're planning to play this day one because it is going to obviously it, obviously it's a Bethesda release, so it's a day one Game Pass launch and all that kind of jazz. Right. Um, it's it's you know discouraging if you're that kind of player. Um, but you know, for the rest of us, like mo- I guess smart gamers, <laughs> uh, just hold off for a bit if it really bothers you. Like, it, I'll be honest with you, it. It might bother me because I don't know what the pace of the game is like, right? It's not like shooters mm, can't yeah. be good at 30 FPS. Um, no, I mean, Halo. Halo Reach was 30 FPS. Yeah. yeah. All of the Halos until 4, right? Were, were 30. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have to be the end of the world. It just depends how fast it plays, right? And how that feels and how. Um, how how much impact that really has. Uh so yeah, hold 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 your horses, guys. Redfall might still be good. I mean the problem with that I the problem with that is that like hold your horses for an unspecified amount of time. That's the actual problem. That is the problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's um <laughs> Yeah. And uh, it's it's just hard to be, and I don't want, I wouldn't say that like the marketing train has been too strong on Redfall now. No, if you see what I mean. Weirdly, it has gone a bit quiet. Like there was like it came up at every Microsoft event until the month maybe where it mattered. 
like now should be the time where you should be pushing the game and they're, they're really quiet it's weird it's slightly weird but uh i don't know i think redfall does have hype behind it um the previews have been positive so sure uh yeah i mean i'm tempted to check it out Just because it's a Microsoft exclusive. Yep. It's on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. We don't get many of those. I mean, it's only technically a Microsoft exclusive. I think we can still call the Bethesda games at this point only technically Microsoft. Yeah, maybe. Got well, like one more round of releases and then they'll be on to this is actually under Microsoft fully. I mean, yeah, I don't know. This Maybe this is the first because obviously the last was Deathloop, right? Yeah. And that was a they, that had that a PlayStation pre. That had a PlayStation deal yeah. pre yeah, acquisition. But, you know, Starfield hasn't come out yet. That'll be the. That'll yeah, be, that, that I think be, that'll be the cut off. Is that going to be timed exclusive or exclusive exclusive? Uh, moving on. Talking about things that have been delayed. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Oh dear. Clearly, that like little delay after the um, thing that nobody liked. Yeah, when they released their gameplay footage, and be like, "Sorry, what are you making?" Um, which I think was, you know, it's a little bit justified. I guess people people aren't really into the whole live service thing, really, or the talkative no. people aren't very into the live service thing. It's like, what, what do you mean you make on a live service game uh, with okay looking combat? Well, um, generically similar looking combat. Yeah. combat. Uh, yeah, so this thing, they delayed it a little bit when that news came out. They were saying, yeah, we're pushing it back a touch. That was May, uh, supposedly. Now, how does February fit? <laughs> yeah, that's February next year. That's quite a lot right, longer. Yeah. It's like nine months longer. Yeah. That's a big delay. <laughs> um, so I guess they're not happy with the structure of that thing after all. Or there's some significant problem. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that thing. I mean, it's probably good. It's probably right. Do you think? Well, well they must think it must be. Well, obviously, they think it's yeah, the right decision. I mean, but I'm sure it probably is the right decision for all involved, apart from maybe those fronting up the money for it, where mm. it will end up costing them more money to make, but in the exchange for hopefully being more of a success when it actually comes out. Yeah. It's always the risk with like Probably a, sensible. a high profile delay like this. It's like, is the publisher in sunk cost land and they're like, oh, we just put more money into it because we think it's going to be bad? Or should they have just put it out the door? We'll never know. Um, but for one can assume for Rocksteady's future, this game needs to be good, right? Because they haven't put out a game in ages. Mm. Yeah, I still wonder if it's the same Rocksteady, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, a lot of the leaders of, you know, the original, the, one of half the founding team has left, isn't isn't that the case? Mm. So it's mm. it's at least fifty percent of what it once was. That might be true. Anyway, uh, delayed in February next year. Don't get hype. Uh, Sega has bought Rovio for nearly eight hundred million dollars. Uh, Rovio, for those that aren't in the know, rhymes. Uh, they own Angry Birds. They made they made Angry Birds. That is their thing. Right. And I don't 
think I'm surprised that Sega a... could afford to buy the well, people that made Angry Birds. Well, that, and also, why? Like, I don't think Rovio is super mm. famous for, like, anything else. No. Yeah. And also, Angry Birds is, like, hella old and, like, not really a... Is it really, like, a property that carries weight anymore? Because those films... Even the films were... Yeah. And are uh, many, many years ago well, now. I mean, of course the films were bad. <laughs> like, it's a video game movie. But I'm just... Like of a of a nothing game, but yeah, does that does that brand and does that company actually hold any weight at all? Let alone eight hundred million dollars of weight. Are you, are you still getting the Star Wars? <laughs> part of the Star Wars license from that? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I doubt there's any any hook. What do you mean? What was Star Wars Rovio in some way? Angry or? Birds Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Angry Birds brand. That did happen. Something. Angry Birds Transformers. Wait, did that happen? Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of surprised there hadn't been an Angry Birds Sonic. Because, <laughs> you know, that seems like something that could easily cross <laughs> well, over. You're just, you're just throwing Sonics at Badniks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or, like, so- birds painted in Sonic colours. Well, yeah, it would have to be birds that look vaguely like Sonic characters. Oh, and then their, like, second tap action could be the homing attack. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right, fine. That could that could happen. <laughs> but, you know, that, that concept is not worth 800 million. <laughs> oh, I love it when you go to the Rovio website, it's like, and you go to the game section, it's like, it basically presents you with Angry Birds, two links, Angry Birds, others. <laughs> <laughs> right, well... At least they know what they are. <laughs> uh, they've apparently also made Dark Fire Heroes, Small Town Murders, Sugar Blast, and that's it. And then a million different forms of Angry Birds. Yeah, basically Angry Birds Match, Angry Birds Pop, Angry Birds Friends, Angry Birds Dream Blast, Angry Birds 2. Angry Birds Journey. Oh my god, there's a lot of Angry Birds games. Uh, anywho, it's a weird one. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess Sega want mobile games. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so why not hire a big dev to make them, I guess? Even though they've already made mobile games before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's such a big... Seems like more of a merger. <laughs> mm. I don't know. How much? Was, how much is Sega actually? Sega worth? must be bigger than eight hundred mil. Uh, I guess it cost you that much to buy Sonic. No one would want it, but you. <laughs> <laughs> so you things no one wants. Speaking of things no one wants, Atari have bought like a hundred IPs or something. Whatever Atari is has bought. Well, yeah, whatever IPs. Atari is, they've just bought up a whole bunch of retro IPs, including. Bubsy. <laughs> Bubsy 3D. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Who owned Bubsy before? Was it like in television? I don't know. I don't, I don't I have no idea who owned Bubsy Data before. Data East or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to find a slightly stronger list of the of the things that they bought, but I'm not sure it's there. <laughs> For a bunch of things people care about even less than Bubsy. <laughs> yeah. 
it's um yeah, it turns out it's pretty pretty hard to find. Uh hardball. Oh, and of all things, Demolition Racer. Okay. It's a PlayStation One era racing game, which I actually own. Who made that? Not Psyonix. No, definitely not. Definitely not Psyonix. Or um Signosis or anyone like that. It's not it's not that. Oh well no wait, Demolition which one is it? It's Dem- oh, it's Destruction Derby, right? Not Demolition. No, like, yes. that's, that's Demolition the- Racer. Destruction Demolition, Derby. Yeah, Demolition Racer is the <laughs> Demolition Racer was the much faster paced, like actual racing that just yes. you could do. You could just destroy other cars as well. Um. Uh. Yeah, we we'll never see those. Uh, <laughs> Stardew Valley has got a patch <laughs> because somehow. They won't stop patching it. It's not quite got to Terraria levels of never stop patching it, but <laughs> but he's meant to be working on a completely different game at this point. Also. Yeah, which obviously screams, is that game being delayed then? Well, I mean, delayed from a non-existent date because they've never said when yeah, it's going to come exactly. out. <laughs> he's never said a date. Yes. Delayed from nothing to nothing. I mean, it could just be like, you know... Things that he was working on in the new game happened to be backported. Like you know, it was could be. it was just easy to take this thing he'd already made for the new game and just put it back into Stardew. Oh, maybe, yeah. Or maybe it's um. Oh yeah, I mean, it could be a testing ground, right? Yeah, like, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll un- I'll unlaunch, uh, unlaunch, I'll launch this feature into into Stardew, so they, you know, so this this code gets a bit of like real life testing. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know what's in the actual Stardew patch. I haven't looked at it. So. Well, yes, because as you told me, you don't want to look at it lest you go back and play it. Yeah. <laughs> like, to be a risk of just starting to play Stardew again. <laughs> it's fair. I mean, more likely that I'd end up playing it with someone again. Multiplayer. Sure. Not by myself again, I don't think. Maybe. But then just talking about it, that's risky. <laughs> So, uh, hard luck those that have got Haunted Chocolatier on their Fantasy Critic League. Well, you better counterfeit it then if you don't think it's going to come out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's it's looking tempting, right? It's looking tempting. It's a risky one though, yeah. Because I'm sure will be, I'm sure Haunted one. Chocolatier will be great, but or at least more than seventy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and finally. <laughs> Uh, Team Reptile continue to prove that they are a video game studio that has somehow been able to infiltrate my mind and create the perfect video game. Uh, Pomrush Cyberfunk gets another couple of trailers and it's got a date. Uh, It's out August 18th 18th this year. I suppose that's technically summer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's summer. And... Hot damn, everything about this game looks exactly how I want it. <laughs> I still think the same thing I did before, even having seen some of their trailers, that like it looks like a, just a 100% rip-off with no originality of its own. <laughs> I do not Perfectly care. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if that is what they've done... Like if it's even yeah. if, it's, okay, if it's like 99% of the way there and still hasn't like yeah. let, like I don't care. It's like it's it's nailing Fine. it. Like Fair it's, 
been long enough. So that's all I need. Fair enough. Fair enough. No one, because no one else is doing it, right? If they, if that they, is true. If, if they, if they even just get close, just, just the air of it about, then it's a, then it's a success. Hmm. I mean, they've already proven they could do it. Honestly, like you know, uh, Lethal League Blaze kind of had that vibe about it. Yeah, already. that's true. Just that, oh, it's just even the even the like the retroness of how like the crowd get out of the way. It's not like it's a uh, a modern smooth animation. They just like snap to the getting out of the way of it. It's just God like damn it. yeah, everything about oh, this. Just, oh, it's perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, could not be more hype. Uh, that's the news, <laughs> right? I guess it's time for what you've been playing. Who, who's been, or what you've not been playing? Zach's sequence. Maybe we should start with that, since uh, Rob, you had yours earlier on. What have you Before not Star been Fox playing? 3D. What have you not been playing, Zach? Um, <laughs> let me list everything. <laughs> I think I've been specifically not playing anything in particular in a, in a way that I would have used the not playing section to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, now I'm, now I'm trying to figure because normally when I when I talk about what I haven't been playing, it's because patches have been happening in my Steam feed. And now I'm trying to think of what mm. has patched. I guess um, Against the Storm has had some fairly significant patches, and I haven't been playing that for a while. Mm. That sound like they're doing even more rebalancing than they already were because they already did the rebalance <coughs> of like the we- the weird like <coughs> blight of the storm or whatever that used to just infect your buildings. They tried try to change that mechanic, and I haven't played since they changed that. But now they've added a fifth race, Ooh. which uh, even when we were talking about the fourth race, it's like this is going to become a balancing nightmare, surely. The more races you add, because you only get three per run. Right, yeah. So you have to make it balanced for, for every possible combination, or at least, you know, possible for every possible combination. So, yeah. The fifth race has arrived, and I believe that's meant to be the last one, according to like the roadmap slash Kickstarter or whatever promises. They were like, "There's only going to be five races," but the trouble is that every time they've added these, the when they added the fourth and fifth race, they did it via a like vote vote thing where they were like, "Here's three possible races. Choose which one you want," which then just makes everyone be like, "Well, why don't you also make these other ones?" <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it's like you showed us them why don't you just make them <laughs> if you already had these concepts if you already had the ideas that, where you could have turned it into a real thing why don't you just do it <laughs> that's I mean same with like the Minecraft mob votes every time they do that where it's like you have these three different choices why not just make all of them yeah make them, make them all please. <laughs> I mean that's not strictly how time and resource works no. but sure wish for that it's fun. The thing is, in Minecraft, like then the modders just make the other ones. Right. <laughs> it's like the the one that gets voted gets made for real, and then the modders just make the other ones. Just put them in that way. Usually, before the actual real one comes out. I was about to say, yeah. Do the mobs even actually make it into the game? <laughs> like. So yeah, that's that's what's been happening in against the storm news. Also, my update my updates on Steam has been being thoroughly spammed by space engineers. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that currently. Okay. It sounds like they're doing like it already had a kind of like programming thing. I think it just had like a, a 
actual you know script like you just type script and then you can make it do stuff but now i now it seems to be going towards like being able to actually have fully programmable entities where it's just like you could actually have an automated ship like you could have a automatic mining ship that goes out and finds the minerals and actually can find the docking ports and attach and unload and all that stuff without having to do it via just like actual programming you can just sort of well actually i don't know how much actual programming this will require but it seems like they've tried to make it more advanced and more user-friendly possible possibly because every time i looked at the scripting stuff in space engineers before now i'm just like I can't even... I'm not going to try and fucking learn this space engineer specific language just to get it to open a door. <laughs> That's too much effort. Mm, yeah. <coughs> so anyway, um, I'm not going to talk about what games I have been playing because Rob should go first for a change. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but we've had the break of what I have been playing, so now, now Rob's going to talk about oh, what you say so. <laughs> All right then, Rob. Go for it. Okay, where to begin? Well, let's let's continue, shall we? Where I left off last time. Let's talk about Nino Cooney. Right. Um, How many hundreds of hours is that? Gone? So I'm, I'm 20 hours in okay at this point. Um, uh, I finally have a full contingent. I finally have three party members, and uh, which means uh, up to nine accessible Pokemon at any one time. They're not Pokemon. They're familiars, but. It's a it's a Pokemon like system. I am falling out with this game. It is starting to get <laughs> okay. irritating. Um, like I, I still like its presentation, and I still like it, the, like the general cut of its jib. Um, but it it fumbles the gameplay. I think like I don't quite. I'm beginning to not understand where the oh, when did this the original come out? Like 2016. I'm I'm starting to not understand the the fervor that it got because it it feels quite flawed to me at times. For one thing, like as you gain party members, the combat just starts to feel really very chaotic. It was it was quite quick when you were on your own, but now that there's two mm-hmm. other people doing things as well, uh, there's a lot. There can be a lot happening all at once, and you don't. You're not really given as a player the ability to react to what's happening very quickly. Mm. So I don't know. You might there might be some like really nasty attack coming in that you want to go. Oh, I need to switch to defend. It's like okay. In most cases, you can cancel out of what that familiar is doing at the time, and but then you've got to navigate a menu to find the defend command and then press a to do to do that which depending on what you used last is going to be some number of some varying numbers of pressing away that's too slow in most cases that is too slow a process to actually react to what's happening around you um so a bit of me thinks it's like well that's fine maybe me as the player that's going to not work very well my ai companions will be able to pull that off no problem right no they are the dumbest people on the planet they like they have the worst like combat ai they have a tendency to just go into like okay you've just walked out of a hotel let's say and you've like got right i've got maximum health maximum mp brilliant let's go take on the world first fight you get into with the tiniest little midgets you can imagine like they've just burnt all their mp on the strongest magic attack and thrown all of it at these like little ants of like of of of, of enemies 
And it's like, well, great. Now what we're going to do for the rest of this journey, you idiots? <laughs> and it's like, sure, there is a like. So I'm I'm getting to the point where I feel like maybe I need to actually switch the tactics option into don't do any abilities, which you can do, but you have to do that in the middle of a fight. So I have to like spend some time switching, like the uh, turn, t- not throwing out my familiar because you can't change tactics unless. Like unless your guy, when you know, when your current character has a has a familiar out in play, I have to then go to him and then say, no, I, okay, fine, it's my turn. On my turn, I'm going to navigate the menu to the tactics option and go into that. Okay, now I can set them to not do anything, which would be really nice to be able to do before a fight. I should be able to set up the tactics going into it. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, and then perhaps play it out that way. So basically, with the, the the AI, the only thing they can do is send out familiars and do basic attacks, unless I take control of them. Because that's the other problem. You can't at any point just stop the action and go, "Oh, you need you, you character, you over there." Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you like throw your that this specific ability at this specific enemy to stop this specific scenario? You can't do that. You can't do that. There's no control for that at all. And it's uh, okay. Really frustrating. The, this is the weirdest thing I'm probably going to say about the game, is Nino Kuni would really benefit from a Final Fantasy 13 style paradigm shift system. Sure. Because it, that's how it feels mm. like the combat wants to play out. Like, I want to be able to switch to, I need a defensive stance now. Everyone get... get <laughs> everyone get hedge and stand there for a moment like oh now i need you to be on like uh, a, a specific type of attack and oh now you need to be using magic okay fine i want to be able to make those decisions quick and there is no way to do that so what actually just plays out is your ai companions die randomly and it'll be like well now i'm screwed because now all of the enemies are now swarming me and i don't have time to both fend them off and heal and everything else so i'm going to die as well so i've been dying a lot um mm. uh which means when i say 20 hours it's probably much more than that because it's one of those game clocks that you reload back into right yeah so i'm finding that that quite a strain so basically what it like has has boiled down to is, is the only surefire tactic in this game is grind and just level everyone up to the point where this isn't a problem and they can but that's compounded by the fact that the difficulty spikes are sudden and quite extreme at times like you'll just wander into the next you'll be following the story through thinking like oh i've done everything i can possibly do in this current area right let's go to the next one mm. only to be met with a quite extreme difficulty spike so your first few fights are really very hard in this area. So then you're like spending time going, right, well, I'm going to have to do this to the securitors route. I can't go where I need to go yet because there's this like wall of enemies so it suddenly changes to be hard mode. So I need to approach the wall, do a fight, run away and heal and get or go back to a hotel miles away to do an HP and MP upgrade, you know, reset and then come back and then grind mm. it up again. Oh, it's getting a bit tedious. It's getting a bit tedious. Because you don't know how pre-ground to be. <laughs> no. The, 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 yeah, area, these, yeah, these like these like difficulty walls are quite are quite hard. Uh, and it's compounded further by the Pokemon slash familiar system. Because it's not just your characters that have levels. Every single familiar has its own level. And uh, to use Pokemon right. terminology, experience share is on. 
but it's the people that are mm-hmm. those those familiars have to be attached in your and in your party. And they can't be the reserves either. You get three reserves that you're allowed to bring in and out of the party, but look, before a fight. But uh, they don't get the experience. You can't just have them hanging around in the background. They have to actually be like in. Um, so yeah, you've got to level everyone up. If, and, there, and I've got to the, a specific. I'm at the point at the moment where I need. I really need a specific element. I need storm based familiars of which i don't have that many and i haven't been using up to this point so it's like okay now the grind begins anew because now i've got to grind these pokemon up to the to the right level oh there's it's it's getting a bit much <laughs> it's getting a bit much i didn't get into this that like because it's not even as cool as playing pokemon right why i could specifically pick what i need to do and there's no like tactics or strategy right there's not there's not really tactics or strategy to this it's just like i just need one and i need it leveled up how do i do that Time, old grandfather. Time. <laughs> it's yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's starting to fall apart. It's starting to fall apart. But I kind of want like. But I'm so like. I'm twenty hours in, man. Like, <laughs> sunk cost fallacy. Like, do I do I bail on it or do I? Want... How many achievements do you have? <laughs> very very few. Well, that's not surprising. It's really. super stingy. I have like seventy out of a thousand points on this thing so far and most of the quests do just result in that they are effectively some variant of a fetch quest like you must go here click a thing great you got the thing come back and give it to a person yep that's pretty much all they are um and they but they don't give you they get they might give you some like money like a little monetary reward or an item um, but the thing you're really after with those are these merit stamps. Um, so you want you want to build up the merit stamps so you can then get like these weird little upgrades. Like oh, in battle you will gain more XP and things like that. Are, like permanent upgrades, and it's like you really want all of those. But in order to get all of those, you've got to do these uh, mundane fetch quests. <sighs> I like the Welsh. <laughs> You get you get to visit a whole town of the fairies. They're all Welsh. It's pretty great. Oh, they're all Welsh. All Welsh. It's not it's, just it's, it's just it's the okay. fairy race in this game. They're all Welsh. Right, I see. <laughs> and, and they're all about comedy. Apparently, that's like literally. Like, they're <laughs> all about Welshman. comedy. Okay. It's like they 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 live to put on comedy. Oh, right. They, uh, right. They aspire all aspire to be stand ups. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's their thing. the height of Welsh uh, elf culture <laughs> or fairy culture. Yeah, so it's... they all have a tight five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get to watch it like a. a I'm not sure it's a tight no. five. It's more like a like a a week two minutes. <laughs> a week two. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, there's like two. a cutscene where it's basically that, and everyone's bawling with laughter. It's like, ah, look at these two guys riff on each other, and I'm like, it's all right. It's average. <laughs> Yeah, considering it's the focus of their whole culture, <laughs> it could be a bit better material. Oh, yeah, because it's a plot line where you have to get these two guys to actually put on a show that will make Mother Fairy laugh her, laugh her ass off. And uh, so then you can do another thing. Like, yeah, so it's part of it. It's part of the, it's part of the plot. Nino Cooney. So, mm, yeah, it feels underbaked. Or like, yeah, like the, the mechanics just haven't quite been thought through. 
Which is a shame because it looks nice. Yeah, it looks the music's nice, nice it's and some... its tone is nice, and it's it's you know it's it's some of its old school trappings are endearing, but uh, yeah, it's not. It's mm, yeah, it's losing my patience. It is losing it uh, to the point where I've been playing ret- more retro stuff and pretty much nothing else really. So uh, this week. I have been mostly playing somewhere, a mix of Rapid Racer and Rage Racer. So, you know, I'm still playing that Rapid Racer. So that's that um, That's that there boat racing game that Sony Computer Entertainment Europe internal development team, catchy name, uh, made. And uh, that game is obscenely difficult. <laughs> uh, and I'm still playing it in easy mode. And it's like I've got to the point where I got through all the night tracks. And uh, I think I've got all of the, all if not most, most if not all, that's the way around you say that, um, of the boat upgrades um, during those races. So then it unlocks, oh, here's another series of races. These are the mirror races. And it's like, okay, great. Well, so day mirror tracks now. And presumably I'll get night mirror. (laughs) Presumably. And and all all they really mean is is it's, it's again, it's the same tracks as before, but they're mirrored. And then what they've done is they've changed the buoy, the buoy, positions so there it's even more awkward to get to or there's fewer boost power-ups something like that um and made the time limit even harsher so you know it's an arcade racer you go you go through checkpoints you get you get time extensions uh and they've just made those limits really hard it's, and it's it's really hard and it, mm. couple it with its bizarre water handling uh, where you, you only really feel 50% in control at any moment. Uh, it's really difficult. It's really difficult. I don't know if I've played it wrong, because I've upgraded all three of the starter boats to maximum, and then I realised yeah. if you get if you upgrade them past maximum, that's how you unlock a boat in the next tier. Right. So I've made the mistake of like upgrading all of the tier one boats to max, and then I realised I could do this thing. Unlocked one tier two boat that I didn't, that was just worse. Um, so I then unlocked a different tier two boat that I might actually be usable and might actually do well with. So I'm now working on that one. I might have been playing this wrong, which like leads me now to a bit of a problem because it's like I've put all the bonuses on these boats. Ah, one perhaps I should have been like just min maxing a single line of boats. I'm making it hard for myself. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, good news is I don't get... I, I have improved my, my ability to play retro games on the PlayStation 1 even further because I bought myself a brand new SCART cable. <laughs> yes, it's 2023 Whoa. and I'm still buying SCART leads. Yes, there's a, there's, a nice. website, <laughs> there's a website called Retro Gaming Cables who... Uh, make i'll do you a scart they will make <laughs> scart cables for for retro consoles and it's like yes they are a little on the pricey side especially their shipping um but hot damn this is a good cable it's like it really does clean up the image um uh and they have a, they have a little circuit board trickery in there to clean up the the, the synchronization signal as well so the ossc has an easier time keeping keeping track of it but uh, yeah, shout out to RGC. That you, that's that's a hell of a good cable. Um, it's a clean image. 
Uh, yeah, so on the, the other thing I was playing, I think I've talked about this last time, right? That Rage Racer exists, and it's technically Ridge Racer 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, quite a weird game, really, because it's like Ridge Racer got... This is when Ridge Racer started to get a little ambitious and not just be an arcade racer with two tracks. This time you get three tracks! <laughs> Possibly four. I think there might be four. Um, uh, but I haven't seen the fourth yet. Uh, but it... it it's not like pick a thing and go. It's got like progression now. You start off in class one with, uh, and you have to earn enough money by winning races to that to, to upgrade or buy a class two car. So you can, then you can then you can race Gosh. in the class two events, which are faster and harder, and thus require you know a little bit more skill and a little bit more uh, ability. Um, yeah, so it's got a progression, but the wit that's. None of that's the weird stuff. Like it's you know it's still got excellent presentation. The music is great, as you would as I guess you would expect from an early Ridge Racer game. It's got a, it's, its soundtrack is is pretty ace, um, but it's also got a its handling is weird. Like I can sort of understand why they didn't call it a Ridge Racer game because it's like it's I can't get its drifting to work. <laughs> like it's just it's just seriously really, yeah it's really bizarre. Like, so, one of two things happens when I try to drift in this game. Either I uh, overdrift and, like, go around the corner and then start fishtailing wild, wildly. What um, It seems to have the drift mechanic where it kind of latches you to the corner and you just sort of move with yeah. the corner. But then I've not Somehow, been able to... yeah. Yeah, but then I've not been able to get the straightening out part correct. So then what you end up doing is you end up fishtailing for a while and then it sort of decides... No, you've had enough of that. Locks your direction in place, makes your makes the squealing noise go really low pitch for a second, slows you to a crawl, and you have no control during this period, it seems, and then lets you go. Mm. It's like, oh, you messed that drift up. Here, have a ridiculous penalty for some reason. Does it point you? No, no, you, it does, but does it point you? No, in the it doesn't point you in the right direction either. This can happen even when the when the drift decides you're done with this drift like almost immediately after executing it. So you can like sometimes I my position my direction won't change. I'll drift slightly off to the side <laughs> around a corner, still facing the same direction I was before. You'll get that low pitched tire squeal as it goes you've done this wrong and then just drive you straight into the wall in front of you because you haven't changed direction. It's it's so weird. I just can't can't wrap my head around it. Um Fortunately, it does offer an alternative way of driving that it calls grip driving that I think was also in Ridge Racer Type 4 with the grip-style cars. Um, The manual even recommends you drive this way, where it's basically don't ever let go of the accelerator, just hold brake whilst you turn, and your car won't drift. You'll slow down, but you'll you'll have more grip while you go around the corner, so you'll actually just turn around it faster. So this isn't... You don't actually have to change a mode or anything no uh, no to... it's a certain type of yeah it's like a driving style like there are cars Technique with a grip thing, rating yeah. but i haven't really figured out what difference that makes it's supposedly like low drip low grip supposedly makes drifting easier and high drip high grip supposedly make grip driving easier but i haven't really been able to feel a difference it's a weird system but if i'm like it doesn't make it any less enjoyable like doing the grip driving it's just a different game and it's um 
uh, yeah, because of that, it's 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 you know the Ridge Racer trappings around a different handling model, and it's um, and it's interesting as a result. Also, their course design is quite is quite weird this time around. It's like it's a, there's a lot of elevation, there's a lot of ups and downs. So it's there's a there's an emphasis on getting the corners right before an uphill because you want to be carrying as much speed as possible into the start of that uphill because the, the mm. otherwise you just won't you won't be able to accelerate that well. Um, and you won't hit those speeds. So you might have a long period of time going at a you know a suboptimal speed. Um, it's it's like it's, and it's sort of all European themed as well. So like <laughs> you go over the start finish line under an Arc de Triomphe, turn into a German <laughs> like mountain town, <laughs> and then go down to the beach, which is Greek for some reason, with bright white buildings and bits of Parthenon coming out of the sea. <laughs> it's <laughs> Oh, okay, it's uh, it's theming is 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 quite strange, uh, but anyway, Rage Racer, I I like it. You should like it. You people out there, <laughs> the world, the world, <laughs> you should play some retro, not Ridge Racer. Ridge if you're Racer. on your Ridge Racer spree, don't forget Rage Racer. It's equally as ridgy. Yeah. <laughs> I had a brief look at acquiring well, Roll Cage as well, like the PlayStation version. What's that? Right. So Roll Cage was the was a Cygnosis made racing game, future racing game, um, featuring those. Uh, do you remember those like RC? What were they called? Were they, like, there was an RC car that basically had wheels bigger than its body, so it could go upside down. Yeah. They were like called Tyco Rebounds or something like that. Um, right. Anyway, sounds familiar. Yeah, someone thought we should make a game of that. Uh, and roll cage was the result. So, you, uh, more recently represented in a sort of, uh, I guess, a spiritual recreation called Grip that yeah. I've played and talked about on this on this very podcast. Um, uh, yeah, so I thought about acquiring that. I haven't acquired that because I've also discovered that one of the original developers for, of Roll Cage has basically released the whole game for free and modernized it and called it Roll Cage Redux. Um. Which I don't know if they were allowed to do, but hey, they've got and done it. Uh, so I might check that out at some point. You can download that for free on PC. Um, I believe it had a Fatboy Slim soundtrack or something. Probably. Like, <laughs> yeah. That time of the years. Yeah. So I bet me wants to check it out purely for that. Well, the Redux might not, though. Oh, there's ways. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, they, there's there's like Steam community threads about it and stuff like that, weirdly. Like you could you could they're, they're, there's they've they've planned for this. <laughs> so yeah, I might check that out at some point. Uh but yeah, other than those 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 things, I don't think I've got a huge amount to say this time around. I think I've covered it. Maybe Yeah, I think that's that's a good you got your main game, you got your retro game. I got my, got my side a... action. <laughs> It's a freaking strong, strong showing. It's time for Zach to show his quality. <laughs> well, I haven't been playing much of anything apart from just <laughs> one game this time. Because I, like, I mean, I was basically done with Terranil <laughs> before the end of the last podcast. So mm. it's just like, we're pretty much done with that. I did all the, like, I don't remember whether I even said that I did all the, the alternate levels. The last alternate level is weirdly like super easy for some reason. Hmm. It's slightly strange because the last actual level is relatively hard. 
It's like the ruined city where you have to deal with the big piles of radioactive trash all over the place. Mm. Well, not really all over the place. At specific locations, jam a sunflower thing on them and that cleans it up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Are sunflowers... uh, Kind of. Known for their radioactive eating ability? Yes, kind of. That is one one thing that sunflowers are sort of known for. Mm. They absorb radiation pretty good. Weird. But not, not probably in the way that you'd build them directly on, like, a pile of nuclear waste barrels, like in this game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the alternate version of that level seems to just be quite a lot easier, because it, 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 it seemed like it was going to try and be harder by making you deal with, like, making land more. Because in the, in the normal version you have to dredge up dirt to make land between the buildings because it's like a flooded city, so you have to make the land... Because the plants don't really grow on the buildings, but your machines can go on the buildings like they... most A lot of the machines have to be mounted on rocks normally. Hmm. Like the wind turbines and the power lines and that kind of stuff have to be built on rocks. So the buildings act as the rocks, but then you have to dig up uh, from the seabed to make actual land to grow the plants in in the normal version. But in the second version, it still has that, but like it gives you a much easier way to make land, basically. So it took much less planning ahead of like, oh, I have to... Because when you're doing the dredging version in the first version, you're also like making a hole. You're dredging up a hole, so you're like, you're going to make deep water here, but at the, to, to make land over here. I see, yeah. So you're not going to be able to fill that deep water back in in the future. And then like one of the biomes you have to make in that is like a lagoon where you have to enclose a certain amount of water, but not too much. You have to like encircle a certain amount. But one of the problems of that game is just like there are occasionally cases where it doesn't really give you quite enough information about like specific (coughs) things. Like when it's like when you want to make a lagoon, you pretty much just have to like mouse over some water and then it'll be like this is too much and then you're like how much too much yeah <laughs> but it doesn't really matter i mean you can probably you know you just close it close it off a bit and then stick it down and then if it doesn't work you just close it off a bit more and then mm. and then if you need to undo that you just undo it well you know, i guess you could only undo one step so you could undo the last thing you did so close off one end then close off the other and if it's still too big undo that one and move that one slightly further yeah, in just keep moving one wall slightly <laughs> And also that mechanic is weird anyway because like the edge of the map counts as an edge, which is just like oh, that's okay. it, that's not really in the spirit of a lagoon, I don't think, because mm. that could be an infinite amount of water out there. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, that was the end of Terranil. Um But yeah, maybe all I've been playing this Fortnite is just a bunch more than not included. <laughs> because that, you know, that's a game that can take a long time. Sure. And I still haven't, you know, well, I, I, I haven't got to the late game where sort of the new stuff is, except that the new stuff is kind of focused about the meteors, which, as I mentioned, they've just added back in. But those are obviously still relevant from the early game. Mm. So I've, I've basically finally got to the point where my first two asteroids are, like, stable now. Like, the one you start on and the one that's connected by the teleporter. Mm. So you don't have to worry about rockets. I finally got those like properly stable, so I don't have to worry about them any longer. In some, in, in like, 
in a way that I feel like is verging a bit towards like I'm kind of exploiting this a bit much. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> like my main base, I was I was running out of dirt to grow because like the easiest plant to grow just requires you to feed it dirt, and it's like that's fine. That's useful in the early game because obviously it's really easy to do, but it's also useful you know forever because dirt is not that difficult. Of where you usually get a ton of dirt digging out the level. So the dirt can last you quite a long way into the game. So I normally don't move off the dirt plant until I just like have a bunch of other resources where I'm just like, well, I might as well spend this water growing this slightly better plant because I have a bunch of water lying around now. But the dirt is always the backup. But in this case, I was running out of dirt. I was like, well, shit. I'm, I, and Isn't that a bit weird, wouldn't it? Shouldn't it be like a whole bunch of rock? Like, Well, there's a whole bunch of rock as well. Okay. <laughs> Depends on the biome. Some of them are more dirt than others. Mm. But so the other weird thing about this save specifically, or not really weird, because I chose one of the harder like sets of asteroids or whatever, one of the harder starter, starting environments. And it seems... <laughs> partly it's just that this is a harder set, but it also seems to have... I've also seemed to have got slightly unlucky with like the randomness of it. So my first... The starting asteroid, I was running out of dirt quite quickly, so I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to bring <coughs> from the second asteroid, bring over that, that animal that can plant seeds, wild seeds, and therefore not, you know, as I've mentioned before, that, sli- that slightly exploity thing where you can make the animal plant the plants and then the plants grow for free. Right. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm going to do that, obviously, because, well, I kind of always, always do that, but maybe not to the extent I've done in this one, because I used those animals to grow food plants, but also the specific plant that they eat, because they also poop dirt. So, like, <laughs> then they're making dirt that I'm then using to farm the other plants that I also need to eat. So... Now this, now my starting asteroid is basically dirt positive because I've because <laughs> I've farmed enough of these animals and enough of the trees that they eat that they're actually making more dirt that I'm using to grow the food crops. Right. So I'm like, well, that solved that problem, I guess, in a slightly maybe exploity kind of way, but not really because that's just a game mechanic, and it does require you to plan ahead because you have to like you have to leave natural tiles, so you have to leave actual. You can't just tie. You can't just build walls everywhere. You have to be like, oh, if I if I want a nice level floor, I'm going to have to look for where there's natural tiles in a line rather than a cave or whatever going through them. If you want to build level, I mean, I guess you could not. You just open up a cave and just have them plot wherever. Not as efficient though. If you want to be, if you want to get to the point where I'm at with stupid dirt positivity, it's like four floors of just precisely laid out naturally growing plants in a very not natural way. <laughs> So there's that. And then, like, the second base... The second base is where I ran into the problem of the actual meteors. Like, so the first first asteroid has ice meteor showers, which are basically just a benefit rather than any kind of detriment. Like, they... Obviously, they give you some amount of water, but it's, like, kind of tiny amount. They also give you a bunch of cooling, because you just, like... You just let them hit the top of your face, and then just the coldness goes through the wall, and then, then you get right. helpful free cooling. But then also, they the ice meteors are weak enough that they don't damage solar panels. 
so you can still use the solar panels. Oh, nice. so so like my main base is powered mostly off solar power because like because like because you still can because that's what I was kind of worried about when they reintroduced the meteors into into spaced out because in spaced out before the meteors basically every base you could just build solar panels because you just go onto the you or well you were kind of naturally always on the surface of the asteroids because that's where your rockets needed to go <laughs> so therefore you just throw up some solar panels and that's your power problem solved. And maybe that was too easy. <laughs> but then again, you don't want to go all the way back to how it is in the base game, where solar panels are almost completely useless because it's so insanely expensive to have to build all like the bunker doors and shit to protect them from the meteors. Right, yeah. But in, so, yeah, in this first asteroid, it has the ice meteors that don't do enough damage to damage solar panels, so it's fine. The second asteroid has uranium meteors, and those do do enough damage to damage solar panels. So I was like, well, I can't use those here this time. And, well, I've got this uranium. Well, I do have this uranium, <laughs> but the trouble is I've never actually got to the point of building like a reactor. Mainly because like the one time I sort of tested the idea of a reactor, not in I didn't I didn't do it in a sandbox, I did it in like a save and then reload kind of way. But like the reactors are just incredibly difficult to keep a handle on. Like they like they produce so much heat and so much waste. I mean, obviously you want the heat because that's what you turn into power, but it's like, it's a lot. <laughs> it's like five steam engines or something. And then just to build that is a lot of resources. And then you have to make space for that much stuff as well. And then all the nuclear waste falls out the bottom and you can't pump that. And then that contains a bunch of heat as well. Basically, rea- reactors are like, the, re- the reactors feel like end game in a way where it's just like, if you do manage to keep it under control, which you want to, you're, it's kind of going to inherently produce so much power. <laughs> like, like, I mean, yes, obviously that kind of should be the case. It's a fucking nuclear reactor. But then the, that's like a, such a huge step up from like all the other power solutions. <laughs> Apart from the weird things like, I don't know, absorbing the, the heat energy off rockets. Because that can make a shit ton of power if you do that right. <laughs> Just build like a hot plate underneath where the rocket exhaust comes out and then use that heat to power steam turbines or or boil oil or whatever i see yeah that could be pretty powerful or you can do the even more ridiculous version of that and make a rocket chimney where you like you instead of launching the rocket from the top of the asteroid into space you launch the rocket from the bottom of the asteroid in an enclosed tube and capture all of the exhaust as it flies the entire length of the map get maximum amount of heat (laughs) but i've never i don't think i've ever got to that point either (laughs) It's, it's really more power than you could ever need. So on the second planet where I have the uranium asteroids, I'm like, well, I can't use solar panel. I'll live on manual generators because really this base isn't... This asteroid has only ever had two people on it. So I've, it's been a very low resource, you know. The actual... The the, ma- the biggest power draw is, like a, is really the pumping system that pumps water to the other asteroid to get turned into oxygen. And I have that set up so it just so the other asteroid sends coal through the teleporter and there's just one one coal generator there that uses that. And that's on like a separate grid from the local stuff. So I was like, I don't need that much power. But then at some point I was like, okay, these manual generators are kind of getting annoying. Like my the two guys here are spending like a lot of time just running on these manual generators. I need to do something about this power situation. So I did something that I also consider kind of late game and have never really needed to do in any base I don't think I've ever played where I actually tapped into the magma core of the planet where I was just like 
You build a steel plate with some doors to like act as an air gap and then a plate plate at the bottom of a steam room to make the steam and then run some steam turbines off that, which is also a lot of power, but more controllable because you can just be like, you can put as many steam engines there as you want, really. Make the room bigger or smaller, make the hot plate bigger or smaller. But yeah, that, that solved the power problem there. So I was like, okay, second asteroid, that's more or less done there now too. Now that I have this extra power, I can finish it off with like, a refrigerator system to freeze all the food so it never decays and then then that will basically be good they'll be they'll be stable technically they're not stable on like food output because they're also using the dirt plants but that asteroid had even more dirt than the first asteroid but like to start with rather than being an infinite source it just has like 300 tons of dirt just lying around so i'm like they're good (laughs) (laughs) two people aren't going to get through that very quickly so now i'm at the point where i okay where i'm like okay now i do need now I need to actually, you know, make a rocket, do a space mission, go to a third asteroid, <laughs> set up an actual separate base. And survive the meteors whilst it's flying. Well, that's, well, you don't really, I guess the meteors don't really exist, like, while you're flying around. I don't yeah. think there's any way they can interact with the rocket. You see them on the map, like, you get an early warning where it'll ping up and, like, show you the meteors, and then if you click on them, it'll be like, the meteors will, will take this path through space and arrive here like four cycles in, uh, in the future. But they don't really do anything apart from on, exist on the map. See. It's just an early warning system, essentially. But yeah, what the other problem that I've been having, which is why I've now been taking quite a long time to get to rockets, is that another thing that I'm sort of lacking in the same way as like, I didn't have many choices apart from the dirt plant to grow. And I didn't have much in terms of water apart from this one source on the second asteroid or whatever. Although that's more because it's cold water. That's That was, that was more of a cooling concern <laughs> than the water concern. There was lots of other water, but it was all like 95 degrees. <laughs> so I was like, can't use that. But the other, the other problem that I have now when I've just started rocketry is that I'm kind of limited to only the steam engine rocket because the the next tier up from the steam engine would be like the petroleum engine and in order to use the petroleum i have a my starting asteroid has an oil biome so i have plenty of oil and shit that i could turn into petrol but in order to burn that you need oxidizer and the oxidizer affects how efficient that is so there's like there's three different tiers you have fertilizer which i do technically have and could technically make but that like sucks it's like four times less efficient on the on the fuel usage so you won't go as far for the same amount of fuel and like making fertilizer is incredibly slow so i probably have to build a whole ton of that building I'm kind of running out of space on this main base as well so fertilizer sucks so i was like well i i don't really like that but then the trouble is that the second tier, it, well, the, the third tier is liquid oxygen, which I could theoretically make right now using the technology I have, but the liquid oxygen tank is like right at the end of the tech tree. So even though I can theoretically make liquid oxygen, I can't make the tank to put it in. <laughs> right. So that's, that's not an option either. Just let it flow. <laughs> and then the second tier of oxidizer, which is what I'd, I'd usually use, is called oxalite, which is basically just a rock that makes oxygen. <laughs> you, you, it's, it's what they use at the start of the game to give you like a starting oxygen supply before you build an oxygen system. It's just like, here's a chunk of oxalite that just makes oxygen and then disappears gradually over time. Mm. 
So usually you'd use that, but not from digging it up. You have like the oxalite making machine or there's an animal that will do it. And I don't have the animal on, on either of these two starting asteroids, so I couldn't do that. And I also don't have gold, which is what you need to use the machine to make oxalate. So I basically can't make oxalate the two ways that you can make oxalate. Right. So I was like, how am I going to manage a space ranger when I've only got steam rockets and they can't go very far? But then the third asteroid that I've gone to has oxalite meteor showers. Oh. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can harvest it that way. But of course, the trouble with that is that, you know, the oxalite meteors come down through space, hit the surface, turn into chunks of oxalite, and then just evaporate into space because they turn into oxygen. Oh. <laughs> it does take a little while, so you can still scavenge some of it, but you're going to have, you know, it's sort of a drop everything and work on this kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. As soon as the meteors start landing, you're just like, cancel all other projects, just get out there and start digging it up. And are they degraded by the time you get them as well? Well, it, it's it's based on like mass. So the, when the asteroid, when the meteors hit, it like generates <laughs> tiles of oxalite, and they they can be like two hundred kilograms. And then as it turns into oxygen, it, it's just the mass of the tile turns into the mass of oxygen. Right. And then that is based on the atmospheric pressure surrounding it. But then because it's space, basically maximum, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maximum speed, it will disappear. But it's still possible to get like hundreds of kilograms out of an asteroid if you just run up there and mine it and take it inside before it all <laughs> disappears so i'm definitely thinking that might be a useful way to get oxalite but there's not much else on this asteroid apart from cold <laughs> everything is just cold which in some ways is good because i don't have to worry about heat for a while can't grow any food but that's fine too because i can also just shoot food at this planet from the other planets if i want because i've got the payload launcher Beef in space. I haven't quite got to the point of worrying about perishable foods in, in rocket ships. That that thing that I mentioned the last time I played, where it's like, I want the food that never perishes, so I don't have to worry about it. Sure. Although there is, there is, I guess this is something that had been patched since last time I played. They added the spice grinder to the kitchen, and it can basically, you use seeds and some other components as spices to put on food and that can add like extra modifiers to the food and one of them is like it slows decay even more so i'm like maybe that will be enough because if you the plant that grows in dirt <coughs> the only the there's two ways you can cook the plant that grows in dirt meal lice there's two ways you can cook it you can add water and turn it into like a bar <laughs> a really gross bar and that that's like increases the calorie count slightly mm. at the expense of water and then the other thing you can do is pickle it which basically makes no difference to the calorie count but makes it perish much slower so it so it goes to like it lasts 32 days or whatever sure so then if you then use the spice grinder and add the buff that then also reduces the the uh, how fast it perishes i i haven't actually tested it to see what that bonus is but, you know, a multiplication of 32 is going to be a fucking long time, probably. Is it the salt? No, salt is a separate thing. You can make table salt. It just gives you a plus one morale bonus when you eat the food. Oh. It doesn't actually have a preservative. No, it's not preservative at all. Oh. I, in fact, I don't think the preservative spice even uses salt. It uses... 
Does it make them thirstier, like in theme park? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's the weird thing. Like, wa- no, they don't actually drink water at any point. Water is not actually oh. a food stuff unless it's included as part of a food recipe. <laughs> but yeah, I think with this, this, with this, like special spice, maybe I won't have to worry about uh, after the pickling plus this spice. Maybe that'll be fine. But it's so much more convenient to not have to worry about it at all. <laughs> Zero perishable perishability is better than a one percent perishability. <laughs> but yes, I haven't. I have also, even though this third asteroid I've landed on is cold, it doesn't have the one specific plant you need to make the unperishable food. It's not the right biome. It's just what it's. It's a lot of cold biomes. It's not that one specific cold biome. <laughs> hmm. So I don't know. I haven't fa- found that specific asteroid yet because in the sort of late game further out areas of the map there's the asteroids get less random and more i mean they're still random but they're they're more of a set type because it because the game needs to give you certain things as you approach the late game where it's like there's almost there's usually the asteroid that gives you the superconductive metal that doesn't exist anywhere else and then there's like the ice asteroid that give that's not really anything to do with the ice but it's the place where the temporal tear opener that end, that it is the end game basically that building is always there and then there's the asteroid that has the weird tree thing that you feed to get resin which is also a late game material so like at, after the starting three or four asteroids they get less like real random and more like it's randomly generated but it's much more you know guided well known what's going to be there yeah because you need to follow a sequence and i haven't found any of them yet i'm not at past like the the middle cluster and annoyingly the like fourth asteroid that i can see is like the inverted asteroid which is an absolute nightmare to deal with because it's lava at the top Uh. (laughs) it's like what are you even gonna do how are you even gonna land on that (laughs) I think last time I last time I did try and land on an inverted asteroid, I think they may have changed terrain generation at some point because I think nowadays the inverted asteroid maybe has a shell of abyssalite on top and then lava. Oh, I see. Because last time I played, it was just like it was just open at the top and it was just lava filled up to that point, which then you're looking for like there's an outcropping of obsidian that might just be large enough to fit a rocket on. And if you wanted to invert a Cadbury's cream egg, what they'd do is instead of just letting the goopy stuff just be on the outside, they'd have a little thin extra chocolate layer to hold it. Contain, contain the goop and, give, then a, and, a, and then a chocolate nugget in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Important, important information. But yes, the inverted asteroid is... The trouble with the inverted asteroid is not so much even dealing with the lava. Once you know how to deal with lava, lava is manageable. The problem is like not accidentally bringing a shit ton of heat onto the inside where it's normal temperature. Because <laughs> you have to dig, you have to go through all this lava and then like <coughs> not accidentally let a bunch of gas hit all that temperature <laughs> and make the inside of the asteroid real hot. I mean, you could just let it vent to vacuum, I guess. Always. Probably not the best plan in terms of resources. And I think the last time I tried interacting with an inverted asteroid, I had the ingenious plan of being like, well, you can send these automated robots ahead of like actual people landing. So I'll make one of these robots specifically out of steel so it can survive in lava. 
And then it's like, yeah, that'll work. Just land it directly in the lava. It doesn't care. It's a robot. <laughs> but unfortunately, robots can't mine hard materials, so it can't mine obsidian, so it can't actually do anything. It can't get out of it. <laughs> yeah, it, can't, it can stand in the lava, it can wander around, but it can't actually mine a single thing, so it doesn't have any resources to work with, so it can't actually <laughs> do anything. I mean, you can do orbital drops, I guess, and hope that they don't land in the lava, because until you build a beacon, the orbital drops just land randomly on the surface. Mm. <laughs> or maybe you could do it the super hardcore way and just keep firing orbital drops at the planet until the lava cools down. <laughs> keep adding mass to it until it gets cold enough to, for the lava to harden and then you can stand on it. I mean, <laughs> it's one way. <laughs> I wonder if that would work. <laughs> It probably would, but it would be extremely expensive. What if you sent enough robots and then fired all your stuff that you wanted in the orbital drops in encased in steel, and then you could get your robots to like just lift it out? Well, you kind of can. You can kind of do that. The trouble is, like, the orbital drops come in like a little canister, and then in order to get what get what's inside, they open the canister, but then what's inside like pops out onto the floor. So there would be a moment where what's inside would be in direct contact with lava. Sure, but if but they picked it up in- quick enough, they might. Oh, so that what's inside can't just be a steel box full of other stuff. No, that would just be an item. I mean, if it was more steel, it'd be fine. <laughs> Hmm. or certain other materials like I mean I guess obsidian you could send them chunks of obsidian because then they wouldn't have to mine the obsidian and then they could use that to build with (coughs) that's true (laughs) build a little staircase out yeah the actual problem is the rocket pad like so the way the way landing on the asteroids works you deploy the robots usually and they can do a certain amount of digging and building and whatnot, but they can't do anything that requires like skills Hmm. So they can't actually build a rocket pad. They can bring all the resources to the construction site, but they can't actually build it. So then you have to use a special, like, module that launches a guy from the rocket down in, like, a drop pod, basically. And then he has to quickly, (coughs) before he dies, for any number of reasons, he has to build the rocket pad so the rocket can land and then he can get back in. (laughs) Be safe. Usually that's not such a problem, but obviously on the lava planet somewhat of a problem hmm. I think you can stand in lava for a fairly long time if you're wearing a full spacesuit, <laughs> but I don't know about long enough to build an entire rocket pad so yeah that's obviously not included I'm definitely reaching the point where it's like now I'm now I'm getting back to the real spaced out space program <laughs> spaced out except in this case slightly awkward due to this oxalite situation Oh, and I don't, also don't know if the oxalite meteors are going to do enough damage to hit solar panels or not. Haven't tested that yet. Because <laughs> that would be real convenient on the planet where I only have one person. Right, yeah. He can't really be doing... He can't be standing on a manual generator running for most of the day. He needs to be doing other things in order to stay alive, mainly. Is there any um, follow-up news on Kerbal Space Program 2? Think about spacey stuff. It's had a couple of patches, and people say that they're fairly significant patches but i haven't heard anything like you know amazing nothing game, it, it seems, game saving, it yeah. seems like a standard early access program at this point right. <laughs> if you just forget the sort of situation it was at at launch mm. with the potential over over much overly priced situation and sure. and the fact that it shouldn't have been early ac- or shouldn't really have come out at this state in the first place or whatever but if once you got past that, it's like, well, this seems just like a normal, a normal early access game patching cycle, <laughs> as far as we can see. 
But are the fundamentals getting fixed? Well, I mean, everyone did say about the first patch, it was like, well, it runs better now. Okay. <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> maybe. And that was more or less all I played. I played some more Rocket League. I played some more Derg. They've started teasing season four now. Mm. Except not in a way that implies anything about what the like real season is going to be about. Yeah. They basically tease that there's going to be some kind of arcade machine on the space rig. Okay. And I guess the slightly more gameplay related te- teaser is like there's a new kind of crate that you open in the caves, but they don't really show you what that does. Mm. New boxes. Yeah. The speculation is, well... Maybe unsurprisingly, the speculation is that it's something to do with overclocks because people are still eternally going to be pissed about the overclock grind, mm. even after they added the Perotion overclocks, which I still haven't even seen. Mm. I still haven't managed. I still haven't actually done a Perotion since that patch. I'm, I'm now doing the engineer one because he's got the twenty five again. Got a promotion on the cards now. Haven't I? I've got a couple. Yeah, I think you've got an NG and a and the gunner's close as well. Yeah. I think that was why you you were playing Gunner because the NG one was on the go, I think. Mm. But now you've got to the Gunner one as well. <laughs> and you know, maybe if the if the if the box being for over for something related to overclocks is true, maybe we'll be getting some new overclocks. That's the other speculation mm. that they might actually go back to some of the older weapons and like or some of the weapons that only have really boring overclocks. Like some of the pistols or whatnot. Do some, do some new or different. Like I said, more is more, and uh, give us, give us more. Yeah, but then the, the, you know, Mike, that's all well and good, but like, what's the actual game play implication of season four going to be? I'm assuming it's going to be like Plagueful Part Two, like how yeah. we had Robots Part Two. I would guess It'd be something like that. I mean, they could do with like some more plague enemies since there's only two. Mm. <laughs> There's only two different types of plague enemies. Maybe that's what the box in the cave is about. Maybe it's not an overclock at all. Maybe it's some kind of new... It's a new extermination mission. Yeah, a new kind of anti... Maybe we get a giant plague pyramid like we got with the <laughs> robot pyramid. <laughs> Another kind of boss fight. <laughs> right. Or all of the exterminations have got plague versions now. <laughs> or, the, or the robot pyramid got plague in it. Oh, no. <laughs> Corrupted robot pyramid. Plague nemesis. Oh yeah, that'd be great as well. Plague ghost. <laughs> Not that, that would make any difference, other than it just leaves more plague behind it or something. Yeah. yeah I mean, because that is the the one maybe thing that you can see in one of those teasers where it looks like the hologram map of the of the planet. It looks like the the big plague meteor that was just hovering there before is maybe like attached to the planet now, like it actually hit. Because mm. up to now, it's only been fragments. Now you get the real meteor impact, and then the actual plague heart. Yeah, maybe that's where the boss fight comes in. Mm. We'll see, though. Kind of, I'm kind of hoping for it at this point because you know, I'm so done with season three. Sure, I've been done with it for ages. <laughs> Give us content. And I've got like 20 blank overclocks at the moment. No, what? Yeah, I've got tons. I've got any. Fresh out. I haven't even been grinding deep dives. I don't know how I have 20 of these things. <laughs> <laughs> haven't been grinding deep dives. Haven't been especially grinding the weeklies because I've been actually doing, you know, other assignments like Easter assignments and whatnot. Hmm. Yeah. Eggs. 
I guess one of the Easter assignments gave you a couple of overclocks. So yeah, you need to get back in here so that we can, <coughs> well, I mean, you need to get back in when season four comes, but I'd like you to get back in before. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. It's not been an ideal week for no. in gaming. But... Obviously. Back on it soon when you're feeling tip top. Mm-hmm. And I can open my eyes for longer stretches of periods. Longer stretches of periods. Stretches of periods. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's your that's better than longer like... longer periods of stretch <laughs> potentially i think that means it's the end of this podcast <laughs> yeah that might do it for a it's podcast it's also very hot in here uh, we're really... starting to get towards the the, the non-winter yeah. period of the yeah, podcast where pretty, this room is going to get hot it's pretty yeah. toasty my little fan has yeah. been on but yeah it's 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 more than more than fan worthy in here and we need to close the door more because of the crying child yes uh, which is which, <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna win that fight no need more fan well, less thank wan. you for joining us <laughs> more fan <laughs> I mean, more fan less wan so about tan from wan to dan um check out our youtube channel where there's a new video of us playing the fan-made pokemon fusion game thing oh yeah. boy you need to watch that, that I, I had so yeah, much which I, is fucking crazy i had probably almost as much fun working with that video as i did us actually playing it through. <laughs> it's, it's great it's pretty great so should definitely check that one out and we'll be back with you in a couple of weeks for another salacast just like this one so we'll catch you then goodbye <laughs>